Hi there, you're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where the genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it ultimately plays in cinema's history. As expected, there will be spoilers, and F-bombs are dropped pretty frequently. Alright, welcome. This is a special month. We're doing October Scarefest, Halloween all month long, uh, doing everything horror-related. To kick it off, we'll be profiling Stephen King and watching the 1997 Miguel Ferrer vehicle, Night Flyer. Alright, let's dive right in. So we have a sort of uh, cold open where we see the plane landing at the airport. Yes. And there's the guy in the tower. Is he saying, like, butt? This is Butt Kendall. Yeah, Buck Kendall. Is, is it Buck, yeah. Buck? It's Buck Kendall. Buck Kendall. I thought he was saying Butt, B-U-T-T Kendall. Butt Kendall? I'm Butt Kendall. I'm Butt. Nice to meet you. So you were, you were like, giggling pretty hard at <laughs> Yeah, because I thought he like, kept saying Butt Kendall. I was like, why is he saying that? This is Butt Kendall. <laughs> that's one shot right I mean, there. That's, yeah. one, that's one shot. We're going to come up with a new game where we do shots off of our uh, wordplay that we do in the, these episodes. and uh, <laughs> So we'll come up with that in future episodes. But, yeah, we have this whole opening scene. With this uh, airplane radio guy, uh, plane lands. He goes to check it out. There's some mud and some maggots underneath this plane. All the this windows. guy, but then this guy does like a lot of talking to himself. Like he's describing literally like everything he's doing yeah. as he's doing it, and then he's like trying to talk to people that aren't there. Like <laughs> he's just narrating. Like it's his little, so... it's like a uh, like a test. You know, like he's doing a, <laughs> from a psychiatrist. He they he wants to record his his daily. Yeah, show. that's what it is. He's like, oh, getting out of the chair. There's an airplane at the airport. Well, I see some, <laughs> some see some dirt and some maggots. Uh, right oh. foot, left foot, right <laughs> foot, left foot. <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> so he's looking through the. Uh, the airplane, he's got his flashlight, uh, there's blood on the plane, the windows are blacked out, he knows something's up. All of a sudden, the door of the airplane starts getting slammed on his face. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of gruesome. Well, okay, well, let, me, let me cut back for like two seconds back in this movie. They always look at this guy's shoes for some reason. Oh. Anybody notice that? There's a lot of cuts. His nice, like, penny loafers? Yeah, I don't know why. They do this, like, four or five times. Yeah. I don't know. And I think it's the whole thing where you're not, if you see his face, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. You know? So it's why not like, show, like, his knees or something? That's true. That's just, scary. Just tilt it up a little bit. It's two like, inches. <laughs> yeah, like, cover up your knees, man. You know what I mean? Um, so, no, he gets slammed in, the, in his head by the door, falls to the ground, looks at this guy... And then all of a sudden he gets slashed across the face. The effects are pretty awesome. It's brutal. Yeah. Looking. Oh, this, the effects in this movie are killer. Yeah. Like, they're really. <laughs> it was really... actually very impressive. Yeah. And that is the end of our cold opening. And then we cut to a little uh, Miguel Frere in an office yelling. Yeah. Where is our meter at with Miguel right now? <laughs> uh, well, it, it, I, I wrote this down. So you got everyone busting their ass in the newsroom. And you got yeah. a, a cooled down Miguel Ferreira because he's walking in from the rain, so he's cooled down a little bit. He's upset that it's raining. Yeah, he's upset, but the rain's cooling him down. It's okay. keeping him at like a, a steady level two. All right. You know? <laughs> and then he goes to talk to the head honcho of the news place, and he kicks the door open because he's pissed that his dead baby article was pulled from the newspaper or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so he's like already raising to like a level six. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of weird because this movie starts off, and we don't know much about Miguel's character, but we just know he's a prick. Yeah. And I don't remember the last time I watched a movie where our main character is not redeemable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he has reason to be pissed. This guy's just a dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think this movie does it really well, though, because a lot of times when you watch movies, if the main character's like a prick, you're kind of, you get bored at a certain point. Cause I don't like this guy. There's nothing satisfactory about him. Yeah. Um, there's nothing redeemable, like you said. But what this one is, um, his character is so unredeemable. 
but he's at the same time he's on this mystery trail and you kind of want to see where this mystery goes. You yeah. want, so you're like you're still invested in interest. So the, in the story's movie. driving it more than a character. Yeah, the story's so. driving it, but like it's still like a character piece without yeah. you realizing it. I well, feel. I mean, it's even weird because like it just really to get some backstory, it. Miguel works for this really trashy newspaper, like the ones you see at the counter checkouts. Yeah, well, at least what, what you, you used to. That's yeah, what the, I haven't seen. That's what the head honcho specifically states because he's like, this article is gonna be good for all the fat people waiting in line at the grocery. store. <laughs> which yeah. I was like, Jesus. Which I don't know what that means. Yeah, but well, like, yeah, fat people go to the grocery yeah. store. <laughs> so like, yeah, they're all like really dedicated reporters, but it's all over like trash. Like yeah. it's really like disturbing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we get introduced to the new girl at work. It's Catherine, her name is, but he calls her uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Um, I called her Phoebe Cates in all my notes. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Phoebe Cates at first. I was yeah. like, I was going to say something about yeah, that. Yeah, she's very like, similar to Phoebe Cates. So she comes in. She's, you know, this young girl who wants to make an impression on the journalism world and everything. Miguel's in the meeting with the boss, and he doesn't want to do this whole piece on this um, with the airplane guy who's flying around killing people at different airports. So he's like, fine. He's like, I'll give it to the new girl. So she's all excited about it. Well, I think it starts out. It starts off with her in there, and then he kicks the door open. She leaves, but then like she comes back in for the purse. Oh yeah, he's like and yeah, he's and like, Miguel first oh, yeah, is, like, I totally smelling part. Yeah, yeah, he's, smelling like, the purse. It's like hugging the purse. Like it's really weird. Like it's a very bizarre clip. So yeah, he's sitting there in the office, and then yeah, he ends up leaving. She comes in, gets offered the piece. Now these are the only two real characters in this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. And we've already been introduced to them within the first ten minutes, and then we go ahead and kind of get into the story. Well, let me ask you about this newspaper. Are these supposed to be real stories, or are they fake stories? I think they're supposed to be real stories. Okay, because Miguel Ferrer takes, like... Or they, they talk about, like, their real story... I mean, yeah, I know, yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, I it's think kinda... it's, they think it's real stories, but um, no, everybody we... else who'd read it would think it was fake. Oh, I see, okay. You know what I mean? And, like, I think they just go for, like, gory pa- but, pieces. But they didn't have, like, any of those, like, Bat Boy or Wolf... No, you know, Wolf no. Man, like, type articles. Like, There's a couple the, of them that Are there? Have... All the articles that she was looking up on the wall, all written by Miguel Ferrer, they're all, like, you know, front, like, murder, you know, like, gory scenes yeah. on the cover. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just thought they're probably real. I think they're real, but I think they alter stuff, which we'll learn later on in the movie okay. that they do alter pictures at least. Yeah, yeah. but some of them actually, because since we're talking about this, I got to bring up this little IMDb trivia. There's a couple of them that reference uh, Stephen King short stories. Okay, um, a couple of them that are referenced are Needful Things. Well, no, just to give some backstory, um, all these newspapers that are framed up in the wall, um, all the taglines for all of them are puns on Stephen King. Oh, are they? Shorts. I didn't yeah. catch those. Yeah, yeah they're so, actually so I you know, deciding on what you think of it. There's a, there's a ton of connections in this movie and this story to other Stephen King. That's what I like stories. about the Stephen King universe. Yeah. They're all like connected. All this yeah. one's the biggest one I think I've ever heard with like so many connections in it because all the magazines have Okay, so here's some of the ones that are connected to it. Children of the Corn, Needful Things, Lawnmower Man, Thinner, um, Oh wow. Two, two short stories, The Breathing Method and Strawberry Spring. And that's just to name a few of them. And the character, Miguel Ferrer's mm-hmm. character itself, yeah, he's in the Dead Zone book. Dead Zone, yeah. He's the one that interviews Johnny, I think, at one point. Yeah. and he, he's, is, it, is, that, is that character actually in the movie, too? Or? Um, I can't remember if he's in the movie. I remember him in a book, but... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, to be honest, but yeah. I like how the characters always are in different stories. No, I do think that's pretty Small yeah. aspects are, you know... But he's in, yeah, he comes to talk to Johnny in Dead Zone about a story for the, that newspaper about, like, 
a guy who can uh, has psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a cool. So time. yeah, so yeah. it's like that. That kind of like grounds it a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe it's like people believe these stories are true, but yeah. they're not, or they're trying to figure. You know, what I mean, or they're still trying to figure yeah. it out. No, yeah, and I, I still think it's kind of a trashy newspaper. I mean, because like you know they're covering this airplane serial killer, and you know. I don't know. It, it just to me it comes off as like made up stories because yeah. why would they be covering this? Like there was really yeah. an airplane serial killer. Like that would be some kind of like national type news. That wouldn't be like at your check. I don't know. I think it's whole, all like kind of hokey stories with like uh kind of like urban legends, if you will. Well, yeah, because he talks about it. he's like yeah we got this airplane serial killer that drains people's blood and what oh what's his name? His name is Dwight Renfield. Yeah, it's like. like which yeah. is goofy to me. Like, <laughs> all right, I've read a book. That's obviously you know yeah. from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. You know? Well, then on top of that, why is this guy actually even signing into things anyway? Like, yeah, maybe that is his real name. I don't know. Well, but yeah. the, the they even said it too. He's like, did the cops pick up on any of this stuff yet? And like, no, they're you know they're basically ignoring it. Yeah. They're not. They don't. They're not making any. Connections. Oh, they said. Okay. Yeah, they're not, or they don't want to make any connections between them. They're just making them yeah. seem at random. Yeah. To point out one thing, too, already, you know, we're probably like 10, 15 minutes of this movie. This movie feels like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, it does, yes. for sure. The way, like, the set pieces are, and yeah. just, like, the... The music, yeah, the music. whole vibe. I mean, with Tales from the Crypt episodes, like, you never really had redeemable characters. They're always no, kind of yeah. shitheads. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I kind of feel like with this movie. But I, I saw, I read somewhere that this was, uh, this was straight to, like, HBO. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But back. it was filmed for theaters. Yep. Like, if it would have been straight for HBO, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, it's kind of like a Tales from the Crypt, they're doing the same vibe. But the fact that this was meant for theaters is just kind of weird. Yeah, it's well, kind of weird, yeah. It had a theatrical run after it premiered on HBO. I think because it was, like, well-received, and they put it in theaters for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember it back in the day. But I feel like, you know, with a movie like this, though, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, it looks, like, yeah, it looks like a yeah. good movie. I think the promoting, uh, the promote, or the product, or the uh, promoting of it is done poorly. Yeah, like the marketing or Yeah, or the, I'm sorry, the marketing. It's just kind of like it's done as like oh it's a cheap movie. It yeah. looks like a straight to DVD movie on the out or a I straight see to video movie on the outside, but it's not really. I see it working it. working better as an HBO or like a TV movie rather than a, uh, a theatrical movie. Yeah, just oh, yeah, the, just the way like how the sets look and everything It has that that look of a looks like a, it looks like a TV movie, like a small like budget, shot like fast. a small budget movie. It does, yeah. and, and then, it definitely looks nineties. That's yeah. for sure. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. that's why I made a comment. It's like all the people busting their asses in the newsroom, like. I was like, people dress weird in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the music kills that, too. Yeah. It yeah. brings on that corny yeah. effect. Like, yep. if you have a bad soundtrack like this movie does, yeah. um, it's going to look like... It's a, a lot of, like, the typical, like... Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, it's all synth you know, like, and piano. <laughs> yeah, I made a note It sounds like on. an X-Files episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a very generic score. The following scene is a bar scene <laughs> yeah. where Miguel is... Sitting there having a few drinks by himself. Cooling he's, down again. He's cooling down, man. It's a long day of work. He's got a drink. Uh, the the new girl shows up, and she comes and sits by him, and she you know she's like eager. She's like you know tell me what you know. She's like I really want to do well here, and you're like the the head honcho of this industry, et cetera, et cetera. And he just snaps on her like yeah. for no reason, and he just he's like slamming his fist down, and like I just. Yeah, his meter goes off. He just has that meter, man. So many times in this yeah. movie, it's and like amazing. a lot, of, a lot of times for like no reason. There's no reason. He just like, wants yeah. that story. He just wants the story. That's the thing. When we watched Deep Star Six, he had reason to blow up. Yeah. yeah. And in this, he, he's really good in this movie. Yeah. He definitely yes. holds this movie. No, he but does. But like, it's just weird watching this because like you literally have no backstory to this guy. You just know he's a dick. Yeah. 
And so this whole scene, you're just kind of like, and I think that's maybe why this movie didn't do very well, or didn't get the big theatrical one, is because nobody wants to watch a movie where they're like, all right, it's about this complete asshole. And like, why is he an asshole? And like, we don't know, he yeah. just is. And he's not redeemable in the entire movie. He just fucks over people. And I don't know do, you think the, do you think the guys behind this movie were like, we need that, we need that meter guy from Deep Star Six? What's his name? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's exactly. <laughs> No, like he would have like this would have been a better uh, man. You guys keep saying it. It's got it's like in my mind now. Is this would have been a better like Tales from the Crypt like movie, you know? Because yeah, yeah, you could probably did... just throw in an intro with the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, at the beginning and the end of that movie, make a and... little pun on the vampire. Yeah, and then yeah, have how, an epilogue. How you know. easy would that have been? Just uh, it would have been Tales from the Crypt, and for it sure. probably would have sold like more. And you could do a theatrical run with it. Yeah, and, yeah, like Tales from the Crypt presents. I was just the thinking Nightflyer, that Nightflyer, you know? Yeah. Damn it, I kind of wish it would have been that now. Yeah. It probably would have had a whole... You know, it's weird is it would have been the exact same movie, but would have had a completely different vibe had you had the bookmarks, or the bookmarks, the, the book bookends ends. of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we can do our own Crypt Keeper, yeah, man. We'll, we'll stay dress. tuned for an edit <laughs> near you. <laughs> no, don't. It's not going to happen. So we have this whole bar scene. He pisses off the girl. She leaves. Um, he has that, that line before she leaves. He tells her, like, the never believe what you publish, never publish what you believe. Which will come back later on yeah. in the movie. Which is a cool line. I do like that line. Yeah. Um, if she seems so determined, though, to be, like, this good reporter, and she went through school and all that, why does she want to work for this newspaper? Like, it, she doesn't seem like the type that would be, like, you know, he, like, calls her out, and, you know, she went to this, I don't think she went to an Ivy League school, but she went to, like, a good school. It's like, yeah, yeah and going to work for a tab, like, this is the big tabloid, you know. Like, yeah, like. The tabloid job that everyone. I mean, maybe it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, hey, I'm fresh out of school, I need a new job. Yeah. But, man, she just wants to do well here. I just don't think she would fit for this, like. No, I mean, uh, either, because I feel like this is, like, going to school to be a chef and then working at Burger King. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it, it is, in a sense. And plus, yeah. it's so, she doesn't seem like the person that would be into the. The disturbing details and the... No. Like... Two, like, goody two-shoes for that, you know, what they publish at that place. Yeah, I know, exactly. Um, and then they talk about, during this bar scene, uh, yeah. before she storms out, they, uh, he brings up a reporter... Do- Dottie Walsh. Dottie Walsh that, uh, had killed herself. Oh, um, she was murdered, I think. I thought she killed herself. Well, yeah. it said that she was, like, in the bathtub with... A bag of her head. Yeah, a bag of her head and, yeah. like, beaten up or something, mm-hmm. I thought. I don't know. I, th- I could have sworn he said she killed herself. Yeah, but... he. Sa- I thought he said that he put. She put a bag on top of her head and then, uh, like, died in the bathtub. Oh, really? But it kind of. Well, it, but then it kind of comes off when he's telling this. You know, this flashback story. Then all of a sudden, you, you know, you see this girl laying in the bathtub with a bag on her head, and then he walks in with a camera and takes a picture of her. Yeah. Yeah. And did anybody else think for like a second that he killed her? Uh, for a made? second, and then that could be implied. I mean, that's what's kind of cool about that insert. Okay, I didn't, is... I didn't see it that way. Um, that could be implied, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, was, we find out later on he he does modify his pictures. Yeah, he does. Or yeah. manipulate. I'm sorry. Yeah, or manipulates like crime scenes or like yeah. uh, accidents or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Like, there's more subtext. I feel like to that. Maybe insert. there's more. That's kind of the, cool. Uh, there's a lot of cool subtext. That stuff. could have been. You could have done a whole pre-story yeah. about this guy who sets up these scenes and he's a serial killer and he takes pictures for his newspaper well there's like okay and like that would make it make more sense why he like in the end he pretty much loses you know yeah like that would be like a good you know it's irredeemable pretty much yeah because that's the thing he's an asshole but it's not one of those like yeah he's gonna get it coming to him because he you know he killed all these people or something like no he just is an asshole that's yeah like jimmy listen to me now i don't have friends 
I've got my camera, my plane, and my stories. That's all I want. That's all I need. So if you want a friend, buy a dog. So now we have uh, we have a weird, like a nice visual effects scene where it's a vampire cape transition into the plane. Yeah, we have this whole weird scene. This is yeah. This is the I called this this elderly lady the golden girl. Yeah, she did look like a golden yeah. girl. I thought it was um, was it Cloris Leachman or oh okay. Like oh, okay. Half a second. Is that <laughs> from, her name? From, from uh, Young Frankenstein? From Spanglish. That's how I think of her. Okay. Um, so we have. I don't even know how to describe the scene because. She's basically just. It shows her sitting on the step to the trailer and she's yeah. just staring off into space, smiling. Yeah, there's just some random old lady. She's uh, working another airplane, Renfield or whatever you call them. Renfield? Did I say Renfield? <laughs> you said Renfield? Did I say. <laughs> Plain Renfield? Plain Renfield. <laughs> Um, no, it's another airplane run field. I'm saying run field. Runway. Runway, uh, thank you. Oh, That's, my God. Man, play on words. Take a shot. Um, <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> so, yeah, she's sitting out on these steps. and She sees she's, the plane in the distance. Yeah, she sees our, our Dwight Renfield pull up in his plane and get out. And she goes inside, and she's, like, all giddy. Well, no, she walks outside first and is looking at the window to the trailer. Oh, yeah. And then you see... I think her husband, right? Yeah, it's her husband. Like being massacred by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is this all about? They don't come back on the movie on this. Like scene why at all. he goes from place to place killing these people? Or yeah, why does he do that? But also, um, I figured it's because he has to feed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. His like whole killing route is kind of weird. But he could just be a serial killer. It's just because he does he massacre like Randy, if you will. He does yeah. massacre everybody in the airport at the end of the movie. So it's like okay, so. You're gonna jump way into this movie. He's no, like, why is she? Why he, is she like hit? Is she hypnotized? He's into or? gilfs, man. He loves gilfs. <laughs> okay, well, let, we'll get back to it. We'll get to, cause it happens later on in the movie. Yeah, but in, in another flashback scene. And fuck it, we're already on the the conversation. Okay, so later on in this movie, we get a full detail of what actually happens with this old lady and uh, her husband that gets murdered because it cuts at, at this part right there. Apparently, she was, like, getting ready for him to show up, and she was excited. She goes and gets her hair cut. She gets a perm. Dyes her hair. Dyes her hair, and then she ends up dying. And when they find her body, she's, like, all happy she's and at everything. at peace, basically. She's, like, at peace. Yeah. And I don't know. Is he fucking those old ladies? I think so, man. <laughs> Part is... of me thinks this, though. So we go even further into the movie. No, man. You're gonna, don't go any further. Wait, okay, but I already jumped I got, 20 minutes I know, him. but I got to bring up this, this, uh, this end credit scene. Okay. <laughs> when he, when, okay, towards the end, Miguel Ferrer goes into the airplane that he's been chasing, and he finds an album book of a bunch oh, of photos. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's like an girl... album. It's like the Eagles album. Um, yeah. Dark yeah. Side of the Moon. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Take a shot. Take a shot. Now, he, so he finds an album of all these pictures of the Night Flyer, and it's from the 30s. Now, this would make sense that he switches his name to Dwight Renfield, which is a reference to the Bela Lugosi Dracula movie in 1931, right? Okay. But also, they show a girl, and she looks kind of like a younger version uh, okay. of the older girl in this trailer. Yeah, she kind of is. Yeah. yeah, so I'm wondering... His whole thing is that he's either it's either her... Older now, or it's like it's her. her, I, I, her I, that's what I thought. Or, I thought it was her. Or older. women that are like similar to. See, but there's she's the only yeah. woman in the. No, she. That, no, there's other. I think there's other girls, because there's other guys that he kills, and I think he like sucks the blood out of. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no, do you maybe know, it you is know? like because remember, whole... remember, remember the scene where Richard's interviewing the hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. she's talking about how she has like a customer, yeah. and it's like a different lady, and then it cuts to a new lady. You yeah. Know? So I'm pretty sure, like every time he's going to these airfields, 
it's like killing the the guy that's in charge of the tower and then basically putting the woman in the trance you but know? there's no other woman but it, yeah, it would make sense it would make sense for the whole uh dracula story because isn't like the he's looking for his mia or yeah. is it mia mina 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 harker yeah that's like uh he she resembles like his lost true love yeah so that's what i was thinking i was like is this a girl from these pictures because that would the age would be like right yeah. she looks old enough to be around in the 30s but you know be older now yeah okay um, so the age looks right so i was thinking like this the girl in the photos is the girl that i see he the older woman that he kills in the but you trailer. would think you would think that he would like stop after that or something or do his stuff earlier in life so she's not as old now yeah, uh, I think we're thinking way too much into I this. Think we are. I think so I was thinking though because like, why does he tr- why does he kill her so much differently Should than? We go uh, read the story real quick. The other ones. <laughs> no, you can. Okay, <laughs> see you guys. All right. <laughs> but man, I, that's what I was saying. There's a lot of like stuff in this movie where yeah. you kind of look but at. But at it the same time, I think it's you know short story, sh- you know, kind of a short short movie. Yeah. They're not gonna like cram it filled with you know. They're not gonna explain every single plot. No, though, no, you know. No. no. So now that we've jumped all over this movie. Yeah. But we kind of pieced it together a little Cutting bit. back well, to no, the first now we gotta come back. five minutes right. of the movie. So, so after, after this original cut of seeing the husband die at the the run, runway? The Renfield. The Renfield. Um, <laughs> Take a shot. So after that whole scene, it cuts back to the office, and yeah. we find out that Miguel Frere has to work with Catherine on this case. I think that's the only reason, or that's the only way he can or, get the yeah. stories if she tags along, basically. Or well, no, no, I'm sorry, no, no, no. He just takes it away from her. Oh, that's he? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he she's just straight out. She's really pissed off. Yeah, because now her Miguel Ferrer meter is going off now. Yeah, yeah. Her, yeah. So she gets upset because Miguel Ferrer wants it back. He gives it to her. Um, we get this awesome cut. Of, yeah, <laughs> she rips up her. Plane she tickets. rips up her plane ticket and throws it up in the air. And all three characters look up in slow motion as it falls. Like arms yeah. at sides, and yeah. they're just looking up the air. It's just slow I, motion. This scene doesn't. There's no reason for this to happen. There's in no this reason. Movie. There's no like, you know, like foreshadowing or like up. Oh, that's. I'm pretty sure they're just trying to get creative with these transitions because before this, you had the the cape transition where you hear like the cape like flapping. Yeah. And it like covers the screen and goes into like the next. Yeah, scene. yeah, I could see that. That could and then be this one. You have like the the pieces of the ticket fly in the air you know sprinkling down this is so stupid i imagine him like on set and doing like Genius. 15 takes of this We're like well, all right give her a new ticket we're gonna do it again and then yeah. i'm still looking up like what the hell's the point of this yeah. i don't get it uh so next we got to miguel Frere. he's uh he's a plane owner um so is he flying these planes or yeah he was in the he was the only one in the plane was he yeah i thought somebody was flying him no no he was flying okay yeah, yeah. all right and he's talking on his tape recorder uh, via Jack Burton from Big Trouble. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, exactly. Um, so this begins Miguel's adventure of you know going from runway to runway to find out, you know, interview everybody, find out what's going on. Uh, we get this maintenance guy oh, at the God, very this beginning. Guy. Uh, this maintenance guy, he, he's an older gentleman. He's not speaking um, English at first. No, because no. he, he has a really thick accent, and I think it's like it's a it's a Maine, it it's, a Maine. it's a typical because that's all the stories take place like in Maine yeah. area. Is that but what that was? Yeah, I'm pretty accent. sure. Yeah, it's like uh, you know what this. Uh, I was gonna say Austria, Austria, but maybe Austria. I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I thought I, no, I thought I thought he was a foreigner at first. I did and too, then, and I realized he was actually speaking English. His accent was that thick. Wow! It reminds me of Pet Cemetery, the guy from. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought. But of. They always yeah. like these guys like go down there. See, yeah, no, I wrote <laughs> that in my. Did you <laughs> look at my notes real quick? I said that fella didn't see proper. You see, he's wearing a black coat. You see, <laughs> <laughs> stop, and then you're just like stop saying you see. <laughs> 
You're telling a story. <laughs> Don't believe I know you, mister. My name's Richard Dees. Reporters, wonder if I could talk to you for a minute. Ezra Hannah, Mr. Hannah. Fix things around here, work the planes. What paper you say you're from? Inside view. So he's interviewing this maintenance guy. Um, which I was, at this point I'm thinking, I'm like, man, Miguel gets all these interviews and he's this great reporter, but he's not a very likable person. So how is he getting people to talk to him? Like, he doesn't have any like, hey, sir, how's your day going? Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? He's like, yeah. right to the point. He's like, look here, dipshit. Tell me what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste my fucking time. <laughs> don't waste my fucking time. I've been in this time. business for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. That would be kind of a cool thing for them to do is to make him like a fake personality in front of everybody. Yeah, like people like, know who he is. They've heard the stories and blah. Well, blah, about blah. like make him like when he's like this. You, you were just talking with the interview. Like if he's kind of like really nice all of a sudden, like he's you know more personable. But he's like putting on a fake act to get. Oh, I see. A story, yeah, yeah, like an interview. Yeah. At this point, I was actually confused. I was getting kind of confused. As oh wait, well. are okay. you talking about this flashback right here? Yeah, this flashback because yeah. I thought okay. when he went to interview this guy, yeah, I thought he was talking about the death, the first murder that we saw in the beginning. Yeah, I which is uh, yeah. So when they showed his body, and he's like, yeah, he split his neck right open. I was like, I thought he cut his face. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't which realize is the, it was a completely different murder. Which is like yeah. the his name is Claire, I think. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, they kept referencing Claire, and I thought it was like one person, but it was actually another person. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they did this whole flashback where I don't know, it was just weird, and I, and I don't want to come off like a dick, but they kept showing all these flashbacks of all these old people that looked exactly the same. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, and I didn't know there were like three separate stories. Yeah. I thought it was the same guy in each story. But yeah, yeah when he went to go interview this guy, I thought this was the guy that died at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh man, he's alive still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then speaking of same people looking the same, when he went to go visit the corner, like a scene after here, I thought it was just the repairman again as the corner. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then we get this whole like flashback from this maintenance guy about his buddy that checked in Dwight Renfield, and then became like his like mesmerized yeah, he, yeah, slave type thing. He's basically like his Renfield. His Renfield, yeah. yeah, and he's cleaning his plane and everything, and then he gets killed. Pretty gruesome. Kill. Oh, dude, that special effect for this is gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Looking looks good. Um, so then we cut back, and then oh, I also said right before the he leaves, Miguel Ferrer does a sneak attack and takes his picture oh yeah my comment was oh, yeah. shot him in the face with the camera yeah. like, well no it's like it's daylight it's like mid-conversation yeah and uses a flash he uses a yeah. flash and the way this guy like flinches i just i wish they would have like because they do like the whole cutting to where he's like narrating you know and it cuts yeah. like the pictures to tell the story yeah i thought it would like be funny if it like cut to the repairman his eyes are closed and his, he just looks like Forrest Gump, like <laughs> you know and this maintenance guy does say um he says two sentences that merge in together a little bit, and it sounds really I think it's weird. The accent that threw you off. No, no, it just—I don't. Maybe I just zoned out for a second and I started listening. But he says something about he's like, "Yeah, it was black as a woodchuck's asshole," and when it spread, and I was like, "Wait, what are we talking about right now?" <laughs> this doesn't belong in this movie. <laughs> so I had to point that out. That's funny. so. Uh, next, after this whole maintenance thing, it's the woods. He's uh, goes to the yeah. Woods. He goes to the woods to see Claire's like Claire's plot. grave. Yeah. yeah. And this is when we find out that Miguel kind of manipulates his pictures. Yeah. Which well, I was kind of confused at first because they don't show any instance of that before. No, this, and this is like the first and only time they do it. So it's like, oh, he's, I was like, oh, let's play of Miguel. He's giving Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's giving him fresh flowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, he goes up to this grave and there's fresh flowers on there. This seems awesome. I really yeah, like cool, this. Yeah. This is a yeah. great, like, character. I wish the movie would have started with this scene, like... Yeah, kind of getting a... Yeah, it, it, yeah I agree, too. Yeah. It's like a character development. Yeah. This yeah. is great. Yeah. 
So no, the way it starts off is he pulls off these flowers off uh, Clara's grave, and it does look like he's gonna clean up like his like plot form and be like a nice guy. <laughs> But then he takes, and I don't know if they did it on purpose, but then he takes the fresh flowers and he throws them away and he puts some, you know, dead rotten flowers on there. He uh, kicks the gravestone and tilts it. Then he cuts his fingers and he smears blood all over the tombstone. And he totally does this just to manipulate the pictures that he's going to publish. Is it supposed yeah. to, like, make it look like um, Renfield did that? or I think it's just supposed to make it look like, give it, like, a creepier vibe. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. To yeah. sell more because, you know, if you just see a regular plot, people are going to be like, eh. But yeah. if it's kind of fucked up, well, people are yeah. like, eh. So then, um, while he's getting ready to take this picture, um, yep. Sabretooth. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down Kurt Cobain. <laughs> uh, this maintenance guy, different maintenance he's a, guy. He's a grave digger. Grave for, di- yeah. yeah. He uh, confronts Miguel, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, Claire was a good guy, you're messing up his grave, blah, blah, blah. Miguel gets his picture in, and then he leaves. He yells at him, you'll get yours, you son of a bitch. Oh, and he will. Yeah. He will. I, I really thought this guy should have photobombed that picture. That's what I would have done. I wish he would have <laughs> did a sneak attack on the gravedigger and just took his picture. Yeah, like, I, well, it's like, I feel like the gravedigger didn't, like, put up enough fight to be like, hey, man. He's like, yeah. would you do? You know, yeah. like, I was like, obviously he kicked the gravestone and put some well, blood all over it. I feel it. like yeah. he kind of knew, or I had, like, the, I kind of felt like the gravedigger knew who Miguel was. Because he's like, he already knows, like, he's there, like, either taking pictures because it's a fresh grave, you know? Yeah. He, like, says, like, you know, he's a, he was a good man, like, don't mess with it. Yeah. And he was, like, obviously pissed. So, I don't know, I felt like he kind of, like, knew that Miguel was, like, the top reporter or whatever. Okay. Like, messing with, you know, manipulating. It's possible, yeah. I can see, I can see that. that. I can see that. Uh, this also begins the first of many, it's really weird, Miguel gets these, like, flashes of connections that he has with. Well, it's like him telling the, his, his evidence findings, right? Well, no, like, every now and then, Miguel get, like, this flash of, like, Dwight Renfield. Oh. And it's, like, this, like, it's what I'm looking for, like, this telepathic communication he has. Yeah. With, like, it's really bizarre. It doesn't really, you know, stay in this movie. And, and this starts the many of first, or the first of many uh, stayaways yeah. that Dwight sends him, which I don't understand why Dwight wants him to stay away so bad. Yeah, I didn't, uh, that's, a, I, okay, that's the one thing I'll rip on this story for, is that that is never explained. Yeah, because, like, Miguel's, like, totally going after the story, and then, spoiler alert, this vampire... (laughs) (laughs) This vampire keeps leaving a message, like, stay away. You know, he keeps warning him, stay away, blah, blah, blah. And, like, why does he give a shit? Like, you can easily take this guy out in a heartbeat. He's not going to crack the story. Just get rid of him, and you're done. This scene was actually kind of creepy. Yeah, this next scene, we get um, Miguel Freer having a uh, creepy dream. Well, he's, he's working on his article, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's Miguel's creepy dream corner. <laughs> oh, get your shot glasses ready. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it in the air. <laughs> I wrote down about this dream, but I don't remember the, what actually happens. He's typing on his computer, and then he kind of like hears some footsteps, and then he like looks in the curtain. You see like a, a figure forming in the curtains, and it's uh, Renfield like popping. Yeah, oh, okay, that's right. It's kind of like uh, what's her name from Dead Silence. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. that's what it reminds it, like, me the of. The same exact thing, like behind the curtain. And then it's like yeah. jump scare. And then Miguel wakes up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, Miguel's pretty, uh, he's pretty upset by this. You could tell he, uh, was a little rattled. And then his pants are all soaked. This is clearly, <laughs> this was a and wet he, dream. And he looked at, pissed myself. <laughs> he looked at his bottle of whiskey. He's like, I really have to drink some more of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does say that. That's right there. I don't know why he just said he does say that. He does say he that. Does he does say, say that. that. He does say that, you see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, main Chris over here. <laughs> Next we go, we have a morgue scene. Yeah. Um, this okay. is where I thought the, the, the repairman was back, but as a coroner. 
<laughs> yeah, all these people look exactly they do look the, same. the same. Yeah, and this like, the, old, like, the old yeah. ladies, like the old like fellas, you know, like yeah, they, they all look the same. Yeah, man. they do. I was like, this. I was like, so is this the guy that was killed in the trailer right now? Yeah. I was like, are they, is this the guy at the beginning of the movie? I was like, why did they dig him up out of his grave just now? I <laughs> they already buried him. I was like, I'm so lost. <laughs> well, I'm sure in this short story, it is all older people. Yeah, that he kills, and actually. And, they don't answer that. Why is it only old people? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what if they were around when he was around? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, but this whole scene where he goes into the morgue to take pictures of one of the dead bodies. I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Um, this is the guy that gets killed at the beginning of the movie. Is it? Yeah, it's this the, is the one that gets it's killed the at the face. Okay. So, Claire was the guy whose head was on the, like, bookshelf. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy in the morgue is the first guy. Who the very, from the very face. beginning of the yeah. movie? Okay. Yeah. This is where it finally, like, started coming together. Okay. So after this morgue scene, um, we find out that the boss is kind of, like, the boss of the, the newspaper is kind of, it's weird, he's kind of, like, pinning uh, Catherine and yeah, that's Miguel right. against each other, because yeah. now he's, like, he tells Catherine, like, hey, get up, you know, you still got that plane ticket, I want you to be on the story, too. And he yeah. kind of, like, pins them against each other. Why is that? I don't... I don't know. And then, once he does this, there's a scene where the boss is talking to Miguel on the phone or something. Yeah. And he does this like laugh for like 20 minutes. Oh, it's minutes. like it's like the Agent <laughs> Smith laugh from uh from Matrix 2 or yeah. Matrix 3. Where you're yeah, that's like, exactly. Like what the hell? Just well, like it goes on forever cuz he, he you know, he thinks this is hysterical that he's pinning these two against each other. Kicks his feet up on his, his desk yeah. and it just starts and laughing. He starts laughing. And this guy totally reminds me of a mix of I always forget his name. Who's the guy that was in the Reanimator? Oh, Jeffrey Combs. It's a mix of Jeffrey Combs and Yanish from Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see more Yanish. I said uh, yeah. I said Walton Goggins from Justified. Never seen it. He's the he's the sheriff that gets killed in House of a Thousand Corpses. Never seen it. What? No, yeah, I've seen that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him though. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he gets yeah. executed. Yep, yeah, I'm there. I remember that. I hear it's a pretty nice place. Good luck, Catherine. God, I love this job. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So, um, do you think the movie would have been a little bit better if Phoebe Cates and Miguel Ferrer were, like, teamed up the entire movie and had to go to every scene? Like, every... Uh, yeah, I guess it would make, like, spoiler, like... Miguel betrays her when they team up at the end. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would have been more intense if like they're teaming up and then he betrays her. You know. Yeah, especially like the part where uh, he comes across like that car wreck. Like, yeah. would how would that scene play out if she was there, like in the back? She's kind of like, like it's kind of like a training day situation where Denzel. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. the Denzel Washington character, and she's Ethan Hawke, and she's you know he's doing all these like kind of corrupt things. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck? I guess that. She's, Do you think like, it would have been a better movie? Um, do you think it would be a better movie if Miguel Ferrer was in Training Day and this girl was oh. in Training Day as well? Next after this, <laughs> <laughs> next after this, we have Miguel Ferrer uh, driving down the road listening to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and, I, I thought it was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it yeah. sounds. I think it's like a generic. Okay. Like I was just like, yeah, I was like, because it was like that typical like industrial. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you. I don't see Miguel Ferrer's character listening. Yeah, yeah. So he might. Music. I don't yeah. know. You never know. But yeah, he's driving down the road, and uh, cop pulls up behind him, sets off his lights, thinks he's getting pulled over, but uh, he's actually not. There was a yeah. car wreck up ahead. Miguel gets out and takes all these pictures of these like really deformed bodies. Um, it was like I don't know. It was a pretty intense accident. It's a t- yeah, it's a pretty brutal car. Pretty wreck. much everybody died, I yeah. guess. 
but yeah, he's he's doing he's using his night crawling abilities to manipulate the scene for you know yeah to get a better payday or whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. And then uh, one of the bodies he takes a picture of. Does it? What did the, what did the body do? It like look at him or something? No, it like flashed oh, to flashed the to end you. of the movie. Did it? Yeah, flashed to the end of the movie and then flashed back. Is that what it did? Yeah, it's the the guy with the necklace in his throat. At oh, the end it of does. The movie. That's the same body. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, you're right. You're right. So then, then we get a little bit on the Miguel Ferrer uh, meter here. Uh, cop tells him like, "Hey, buddy, move it along," and he's like, "I'm a journalist." And then he like gets really upset with them. The cop's like, "Okay, dude, chill out, man." He's like, "All right, <laughs> just stay out of the way." Yeah. He's like, "That's that and easy." He just walks away. So like, you can just go up to any accent and say, "I'm a journalist to an authority yeah. figure," and they're yeah. like, "All right." Uh, my high school newspaper is. <laughs> 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 um, after this, we get the full backstory that we talked about earlier with um, the old couple and possibly the vampire's wife. We don't know. I'll tell you what. At one point, I wrote down right here. Miguel, his acting in this movie seems pretty effortless. I don't feel like he's like put on a show or anything. I yeah. feel like he he this, does a really he good job. Is in the this character, movie. Yeah, he yeah. did a really yeah. good job. Like he knows what he's doing and yeah. he knows exactly how to get the story pretty yeah. much. So I think at this point he goes to the gas station and talks to the attendant who mentions that he saw the old lady and like the guy who was in a trance. Yes, yeah. I think it's the old lady from the trailer and then the guy who gets his uh, throat ripped out. I think. See, it's so I confusing. You know, if I person. learn anything from this movie, is that all old people look the same. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's weird. It is. And it <laughs> makes this movie really hard to watch. And then he goes to uh, interview a hairdresser who talks about, you know, how happy the old lady was. And yeah. he was like, she was giving her a haircut and yeah. like dyeing her hair, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So yeah, we get that whole story. Um, then he does another sneak attack and takes a picture of the hairdresser. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> And then she flinches too. Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody's eyes are closed yeah. and their mouth is slightly open. <laughs> I have I wrote this down, but I don't know what scene. When was the scene with the dog on the roof? Uh, uh, after it's coming up, I think. Is right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, one thing too, they um, there's a couple scenes where every time the vampire was where he was at, you see a bunch of broken mirrors. Yeah. Which I like. This. Oh, I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, and it's it's subtle, but I, I thought it was kind of a neat little addition that you know. Yeah. That um, he doesn't like mirrors. He's always yeah, been against it's, them. It's pretty cool. Like, um, yeah. I mean, no, it's a cool like touch for the vampire. Yeah, and like, I think it's lore. pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the part where he goes to the uh, the trailer. Oh, it's at the trailer. Okay, that's Yeah, right. he okay. like kicks the door open like a badass. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's investigating the trailer, uh, he starts hearing like narrations of like, or no, either narration or it's like flashbacks. Of, of like, when the cops walked of, in. Of what happened, of yeah. their investigation. So this is where you see, like, the phone off the hook, you know, blah, blah. And it's kind of weird. I'd say it's kind of weird because you don't really hear, like, busy tones or dial tones anymore because we all have cell phones. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. kind of weird. And then uh, it cuts that shot of the head on the bookshelf, which is fucked up. Like, the shot of, like, the guy's head. Yeah. Like, the, the special effects. Yeah, this is pretty yeah, It was, like, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and then cuts to the golden girl laying on the bed, happy. Completely drained. Yeah, they yeah. said, like, no, nothing. It was just like the puncture wounds were not like teeth, pretty much. This is something about the puncture wounds that were so huge. Oh, that you could siphon. Yeah, yeah. you could do something yeah. like that. I don't know. Um, and then this is where he leaves, and then he sees the dog just chilling on the roof. Yeah, and then his dog chases him, and then and I made a ref. Like I, I don't know if this is like a Cujo reference with the dog, and yeah. then behind him is a cornfield, like Children of the Corn. 
Oh, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a like a oh, okay. Stephen King you know reference or, or what. maybe happy like maybe it might be like a happy accident. Yeah, just like kind of like throwing yeah. some stuff like some several similarities, yeah. and then he does a sneak attack on the dog. He takes a picture of it. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he runs he away does. <laughs> and then runs away and then uh, it's like falling behind him and when he looks back, it's not there. It's back on the roof chilling. So my question is uh, this though: but what's the point of the dog? Like, I think it's just supposed to be like a you know like a. I guard. think it's a reference to those old vampire stuff where the dogs were the yeah yeah. So does that mean where he, that's where he's staying though? Like maybe it's just to prevent people from finding the truth or something or I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe he was like dwelling there or yeah, it just could be like stuff is affected. It's another thing where they don't really explain. I know. Oh. I feel like there's like there's a whole story here that we're not like the. Man, vamp- it's not a college thesis, man. It's, I, uh, <laughs> there's another there's an underlining movie here. And I don't you should know go back is. to school and then do your paper thesis on. You should, on or I could just read the short story <laughs> if the library yeah. would let me borrow the damn book. <laughs> not my this guy. Fees. He's not allowed to borrow stuff from this library anymore. My late fees aren't too fucking high. I could have read the story before we did the podcast. <laughs> uh, next, uh, this is when uh, Miguel runs into Catherine, and they happen to be staying at the same hotel. He's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm working on this too. And this is actually when we get the whole boss laugh. Though. Yeah, yeah. Such a clever boss, man. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Miguel ends up going to a bar to get a drink. And somebody slides down a Bloody Mary to him. The bartender does. He's like, what's this? Like, it's from your buddy in the cape. And which is stupid, like... Yeah. Well, no, because it was, he was saying, I don't know, he's going to, like, a costume party or something. Yeah, that's right, that's what he did. So, say, you yeah. know, he just thought it yeah. was, like... Like, okay, I guess shouldn't have a movie for this, then. Like, if this vampire doesn't want anybody to let... It, like, he doesn't want like, let anybody know that he exists, right? Yeah. And that's I, that's why I kind of think he's, like, telling Miguel Ferrer to back off. Is like, no, I don't want people to know I exist. Like, how about losing the fucking cape? Like, yeah. stop walking around, like, so noticeable or use that with human a giant face. cloak. Use that human face that you have for a second at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. like I think more importantly, what do you think the vampire paid with? Like, do you think he has a credit card? Yeah, he has to. Maybe, yeah. like, Sacagawea coins? Well, how's he going to get that gasoline at, at gas stations? I assume yeah, just... that's what he does. He pays for the gasoline <laughs> <laughs> after he kills him. <laughs> yeah, it's, he leaves it in the it's register. It's the thing a gentleman would do. <laughs> So he gets his Bloody Mary and he takes it off the napkin underneath on the napkin and says... Like, stop now. Stop or now. Or whatever. Miguel Freire runs out. <laughs> and, he says, uh, fuck you, Dwight. I'm not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and I wrote, this is about four and a half on the Miguel Freire meter. Yeah. <laughs> well, he also grabbed the bartender, too. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he was doing that. Yeah. I yeah. was like, yeah. So then he runs out and Dwight flies away on his plane. Which so, yeah, I don't, don't understand how, like, I guess it's just super fast or something. Or Yeah. He's always flying around. Next after this, we get this whole montage scene of uh, Kat and Miguel actually working together. Um, there's some great cuts. In this. Yeah, there are. Right? Um, what they're doing is they're spending all night like calling all these people about you know. <laughs> oh, this is great! I was laughing so hard. Yeah, this is pretty hard. <laughs> about you know, have you have you heard anything about these murders? Have you seen Dwight? Blah blah blah. Just trying to get the real scoop. And there's so many cuts. Of Miguel, like, yeah, it's like a yelling Miguel on... specific montage. <laughs> it really is. It's like him yelling and him like throwing things <laughs> and like him slamming his hands down. He yells, "What are you fucking deaf?" <laughs> and he throws, his, he throws his notepad in the mirror. That's right. That's and then there's another part where he's just scratching off the, the name <laughs> on the list. It's just like like the papers ripping up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the part where he's like 
after this whole montage, he finally fit, like finds out the airport, and then he throws a blanket on Catherine and pushes her into well, a yeah, closet. Cause, yeah, because he's sitting there, and he finally got a lead, and uh, Miguel talks to Kat, and he's like, can you be ready in two minutes? She's like, yeah, yeah, and she runs over and gets ready, and when she comes back to his hotel room, uh, all the stuff's gone. He throws a blanket on her, and he throws her <laughs> in the closet, and he's like, sorry, toots. Yeah, and he's uh, like, I'll give you that byline, I promised. Exactly, yeah. Uh, which is weird, because there is no sexual hookup between these two characters. You'd think, like, if, maybe if they were teamed up, like, throughout. Then, yeah. It they would, would uh, make it more, like, I guess, yeah. meaningful if he, like, yeah. betrayed her or whatever. Which would have been actually better, And yeah. that would make him, like, thus kind of irredeemable. Even yeah. though he's from irredeemable from the start, pretty much. No, I'll give you that. It, the, the whole vibe between those two, for some reason, reminds me of... Um, the couple from Halloween 3, Tom Atkins. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, that's the vibe I got. Maybe no? Just me? Am I just making this up? Yeah, it's a random, weird reference. Should, yeah, should, should we cut this out of the podcast? I, yeah, I, think, we'll, we'll, I think we'll cut it out. <laughs> Leave it in, I don't care. Um, so, yeah, he throws her in the closet and he goes off to get the story on his own. Uh, so, this is the part where he's flying to the airport now. Yeah, Jack Burton's flying to the airport. <laughs> this is Miguel Ferrer in the Pork Chop Express. You know Miguel Ferrer always says, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was said, uh, Bob Kate Yeah, it was a little mix. <laughs> okay. Just throw that in there. Oh, there's another thing. So this character, we never even said this. Miguel Ferrer's character name is something D's. D's nuts! Yeah, and that's yeah. all Hanto said. Hanto throughout this entire movie, every time they said D's, he would say D's nuts. But it wasn't like to make us laugh. It was like he did it, it was like a trigger. It was kinda like the whole like Pavlo's <laughs> dog. dog. Yeah. Every time you hear D's, he would like be typing his notes like D's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to enjoy that. It's like a weird tick. <laughs> it, like, was, uh, it was like nuts. I had to say it. <laughs> nuts. So this kinda when he gets to uh the airport where he's gotten the lead from where Dwight's at. He lands his plane and he walks inside. But on the way there, he yeah. actually hears them screaming. Oh, does he? Yeah, he hears him oh, dying, yeah. and then he lands, and then... I wrote, oh, yeah, I wrote yeah, this as a right. note. Okay. This was the... I hate this. Like, they, this is such piss-poor sound effects, because it's such lame screaming. Yeah, it's like the generic, like... Yeah, it's like know. a generic, like, Halloween... Like, I've heard, actually, I've heard Halloween sound CDs that are better than... Oh, this. yeah, there's actually one from my, like, childhood that was kind of, like, terrifying. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is so lame. I was like, why did they go to, like, the... You know, they're just, like, they don't care... Screw the Halloween story and get that soundtrack. I didn't think it was too get, bad. Get, spook, bad. get spooky sounds volume eight. That is a problem with this movie. Okay, the acting's on par, the special effects are on par, the story's yeah. really interesting. Like I'm I'm constantly in it, right? But like it's little big things like this where it's like, okay, the sound sucks, the the soundtrack itself, the score sucks. And it's but like it, if you would have pushed yeah. it to that but degree, it, 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 it again, it's that better. whole like made for TV. It's a low yeah. budget. Yeah, cinematography low budget. is cheap. And it's just but like, it's not stuff that ruins the movie for me. It gets it, the job done because it's a short movie. And but it it's ruins a short, it for me. Based on the yeah. short story, you yeah. know. And I feel like it overall like ruined the movie itself because I feel like if the cinematography would have been a little bit better, the soundtrack would have been mm-hmm. a little bit better. That this movie could have been a better theatrical run than. Just, so you're saying oh, that James that, Cameron would have directed Night Flyer? No, that, I'm saying like if Sony would have like the Avatar know, of Stephen King movies, if they would have done it, like get a your 3D bit. glasses on for Night Flyer. <laughs> if they would have done it a little bit better, it'd have been like I think it would have been perceived as a little bit better. Yeah, no, I agree too. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. like you said, it's a it probably had a really small budget. I think at this point, it's like 
What is that? The uh, miniseries and movies that were coming out based off yeah. Stephen King, they weren't doing that great. I'm I mean, not going to well, say small say budget, though. Yeah. I'm not going to say small budget. I think it's just lazy filmmaking. At no, this point. you're on a budget, man. No, because they spent, obviously, they spent some good money on special effects. So it wasn't like, no, this is a cheap budget. Like, no, it's. it's Maybe all the money went to the special effects. That's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, that could be very true. That is. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like with cinematography, though, it's like you can have time to, you know, maybe just a bad cinematographer. Scene or, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Get somebody I, that better. Shit, that shit costs money, man. I know. Get somebody better, though. That's what would make your movie better. Well, that was Matt's. Um, I could have done it better, corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I could have done it better, but I was just like, you know, you can find better people to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's plenty of musicians out there that are you could pay money for to. They're do starving and they need they need yeah. the work. <laughs> yeah, you could give them like fifty bucks and they would have done give, a better give them some food stamps <laughs> instead of being lazy and being like, let's just do library music. No, I agree. Yeah, but maybe they just didn't have a big budget. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Spend well, it wisely. Yeah. yeah. If if I had to pick over a movie of like, okay, you can only have one thing to put all your money into, I'd probably say special effects. Yeah, because but, if you yeah. have awesome music and you have awesome cinematography and you have like really shitty special effects, you're like that sucks. See, yeah, this that is would, a yeah. this is a situation where it's like they're actually practical effects and the story is actually pretty good and it's not relying yeah. on yeah they're not relying on the special effects for the entire movie. You know? No, but you when they do like, pop up, you're yeah, like, that's but they're only good. for like a second too. And yeah. it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it does. It does definitely holds up. So Miguel finally gets to the airport. He lands, walks in. Well, and no, there's... this is where he finds the photo album, right? Oh, yeah, yeah but we, yeah, but yeah, we already established. But uh, what, what's going on with the dirt and the worms now? I think it, it has to That's do a with vampire thing. Yeah, is it like somewhere. he buries himself in there or something? Did you ever see Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. Remember they had to get like those crates of like mud yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's like that's the, so he's, he's yeah. sleeping. Did like... you ever see that Matthew McConaughey movie? Mud. Oh yeah, same yeah. concept. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, he's got to sleep. Um, so wait, he's got to sleep. In his, like, are the people like the old guys that are in the trance? Are they flying him? No, I think he's actually flying. No, he's himself. flying himself in the dirt. <laughs> I don't oh, know, no, man. How did I drop my own head? No, he... <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, kid! Are you fucking with me? <laughs> no, he sleeps. I'm sure he sleeps in the back of the airplane when like. Oh yeah, daytime starts. Hence the name. The Night Flyer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the movie's gone full circle for uh, Hanto. I get it now. <laughs> so Miguel's looking through uh, the vampire's plane. He finds the photo album of him when he was younger and his bride. Sees some mud, some blood. Didn't mean some, to rhyme. And some crud. <laughs> so some mud, blood, crud. I said white crud. <laughs> white, <laughs> found some white mud. Some mud? It's crud. <laughs> oh, great. You're going to be a millionaire now. Because <laughs> you're the first person to find white mud. <laughs> said crud i think we're the first people to reference that movie yeah <laughs> for those yeah nice little black sheep reference so miguel after search through the plane walks into the airport total massacre total massacre man everybody is dead which kind of debunks the whole old person theory yeah because there's like well maybe girls there's you know yeah everybody mid-20s dead. Think, guys like it's but everywhere. i think it's just he's trying to pin it on richard for not stopping He's basically gonna pin all. These. I don't think so because at this point he get he, he no because like in he the bathroom he gives him more chance. Yeah. So what happens is Miguel walks in. He's kind of like, "Holy shit, this is ridiculous!" Uh, runs to the bathroom and throws up. No, his his meter is rising and then he slips in some blood pretty hard. Oh yeah, he slips pretty damn good. Yeah, this is a good <laughs> slip. Slips in a huge pile of blood and then he goes into the uh, the bathroom to blow chunks out of his mouth and his butt. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Hans. <laughs> he's taking his shit in the vampires. And then he's like... 
So no, he goes and he's throwing up in the the uh, the sink, and this is kind of weird because it's weird, yeah. I just thought for the sense that like I thought this shit didn't disturb him, and maybe like this is his breaking point where he's like, okay, well, this I think is fucked maybe, up. Maybe yeah, I guess maybe the amount of people and the fact that they're like children. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just kind of like it's too much for him. I think also because maybe he partly blames himself for not stopping. He like led to all these people dying. See, I don't know. I think yeah. like okay, so at this point he's, the mirrors start breaking. Or no, the urinal. Uh, yeah, he's pissing blood. He's pissing blood, but he can't see him in the mirrors. So then all the mirrors start breaking, and he, uh, the night flyer and Miguel Ferrer get to finally meet right. And they're having this dialogue about basically he's like he rips he makes him rip the film out of the camera and he gives yeah. him like one more chance. This is a he's cool. Like, this cool. is it. Like I'm. It's a cool confrontation. Yeah, yeah, because you like, never see yeah. it's all from Miguel uh, Ferrer's. Like you only see his face and you yeah. see like the hands kind of like. And that voice is creepy. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be fucking like disturbing as hell if like you heard that voice and like in your ear. But I'm you done. See him. I'm, I quit. I quit. Yeah, I'm I would gonna quit like on the bat. I bet yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna jump somewhere else. I'm done. Well, we, well. What ends up happening is the the vampire's like, hey, I want to give you one more chance, you know. I'm letting you go. Like, back yeah, the fuck yeah. off. Yeah, you know? tears out his film That's and what I'm saying, though. Like, so he doesn't want to be seen. Like, hence the yeah. mirrors breaking, but also, um, hence him, like, ripping the film out. Like, so I think the whole point with Miguel Ferrer, like, he doesn't want him to fall. I think he likes Miguel Ferrer. I think he likes him, too. I think he, he does say he admires yeah. him. Yeah, I think he likes him. That's why he doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. So the vampire ends up leaving the bathroom, and you think Miguel Ferrer learned his lesson, but he doesn't. He says, like, fuck it, like, I need to know. Yeah, so he comes down, he's like, he's like Dwight, is it going to need to see your face? And Dwight turns around and walks up to him, and the we meter, get a pretty... The, the meter goes nuclear. Meter goes, yeah, because doesn't Miguel yell? Oh, yeah, he yells yeah. pretty hardcore when he sees the face finally. Yeah. Am I not all that you go for? Am I not all that you thought I would be? And what, what do you guys think of the face of the vampire? I think it's pretty cool. I think it's Although, cool. I think they hold on it too long. But Yeah, it's a little too long. But also, they use it on the fucking like movie poster. Yeah. Which is kind the, of stupid. Yeah, which, yeah, that drives me crazy. It would have been cool to see it for the first time. Yeah. Well, that's marketing for you. Yep. Um, but, but this part, like, this basically is like, okay, K and B is the guys who did special effects for this. They're the ones that you did. KB Toys. K and B. Okay. Take K- a shot. K and B Toys. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, K and B does this, and they're the ones who did the special effects for the Tales of the Crypt movies. Oh, okay. So okay. they're like a big. Yeah. Greg Nicotero is one of them. Howard oh, Berger is yeah. one of them. Okay. So it's um, yeah, the effects are legit. Walking. They do the walk. Well, yep. Greg Nicotero is Walking Dead. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But um, so at this point, though, this like kicks off the it's show off time yeah. for like uh, KMB. Yeah. Because like they got the, the this vampire like face looks great. Yeah. I see, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the face. The face is good, I think but it's okay. It, it, it holds good. It holds but, too long. That's I think yeah. that's why. I'm not a they fan. They show of for it, like a yeah. quick, you know, glimpse. Yeah, because then I think you get if you hold on too long, you dissect it. Yeah, you start yeah. thinking like yeah. you see it for way too long. But yeah. if you, you see, see it for like just that, that mm. glimpse of the flash, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. Then you know, like Yeah. So basically we see the face and then the vampire cuts his wrist open and makes Miguel drink from it, which I don't know why. I mean I yeah, I guess it has to do with the whole I don't like to be seen thing, you yeah. want to see me. And the vampire is like, I'm feeling a little woozy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a cookie? <laughs> a cookie. Or some subway, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> 
So after uh, Miguel drinks all his vampire blood, we get the best scene of the entire movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, everything cuts to black and white, and we're still in the airport. Everything's in black and white, and we have this heavy, thick fog on the bottom floor. This is awesome. On the bottom floor, as opposed to the top floor. Um, so there's this fog just covered everywhere, and it gets kind of silent. We don't know what's going on. Then all of a sudden, all these bodies rise up from the floor that the vampire killed earlier, and they're like zombies, pretty much. Yeah. And this looks so cool. I love this scene. It's this pretty scene cool, looks, yeah. This is definitely the most memorable part. And it's so cool that it happens at the end, because it ends on like this, like, holy shit type note. He's seeing it from uh, Dwight's perspective, I guess. Now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so then all these bodies start attacking him. And Miguel freaks out, and he sees a fire axe, and he grabs it. Yeah. And he just goes to town on these bodies. Oh, yeah. And he's just yeah. hacking them left and right. This part is really, really cool. I, I think like this is an awesome ending for yeah. this movie. There's, like, a different types of vampires. There's, like, a camera vampire. Yeah. Like his eyes are flashing. Yeah, yeah I forgot. That yeah. Weird. Oh, there's that, that awesome one where he looks over, and he sees the girl, the girl reporter he was talking or about. Or Dottie. Yeah, the yeah. one that was in the bathtub. Yeah. And she's got a bag on her head, and she says, like, something like, I'm drowning. And the bag on her head starts filling oh, upwards awesome. with she's blood. Stalking, yeah. yeah, that was as pretty cool. Talk. I thought yeah. that was and then an I think awesome her, uh, effect. I think her head explodes, doesn't it? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. crazy. And then we also get, um, we didn't mention earlier, we get the guy that had the cross in his mouth. Yeah, That yeah. was at the yeah. car crash mm-hmm. earlier. He's there as well. And he's, he's cutting up these bodies. He's hacking them, defending himself. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to color. And there's two cops walking into the airport. And as they walk in, they just see Miguel just hacking up these bodies, blood everywhere. And it totally looks like he's the one that killed all these bodies, or yeah. all these people. He killed the bodies. He killed the body. He killed all these dead bodies. <laughs> and um, the cops pretty much are like, hey, drop the axe. And Miguel's like still terrified, freaking yeah. out. Ends up getting a pump full of lead. And yeah. Miguel ends up dying. He gets shot in the neck, I think. Yeah. And then dies instantly. He dies. Uh, Catherine comes running in. And then the cops, they look back. Hey, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Catherine runs in like, hey, who are you? Like, guns aren't, like, drawn or anything. Like, hey, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. So Catherine comes in. She seems kind of upset that Miguel's dead. And then all of a sudden she hears the quote. I don't know if she says it or if uh, he hears it over a voiceover with the whole... She says it this time. She say it? Yeah, she's, the, like, now, like, she knows... Don't publish what you believe. Don't believe what you yeah, publish. Now yeah, now she's basically, like, the new Richard. Yeah. I, I am the I, I am, am Miguel. The, I am the Miguel now. <laughs> So, yeah, she, uh, the cops are like, does anybody know who he was? She's like, yeah, he was the Night Flyer. Yeah. Cut the credits, get some more uh, 90s sound of music, and yeah. that's, uh, that's the end of Night Flyer. So this is where I actually, this is the overall theme of the episode. I actually asked at the end, what's, like, what are his goals at the end? Like, why is he killing everybody? I don't know, like, and that kind of question is, too, I was like, why is he dressed up like Dracula? Yeah. Like, he wears the whole costume. He has, like, the whole, team. like, medallion and everything, yeah. you know? And yeah. The, the V hair. <laughs> yeah, I like. Why does he? Why is he dressed that way? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of the. You know, yeah. I, I give it. You could call it lazy writing, or you could sit there and they didn't spell everything out for but us. But that's yeah. that's any so, any adaptation of a novel or short story. You're not going to get it all in this like in the movie. No, all. but there's a yeah. lot in this movie that they don't explain. Yeah, which I kind of like because it created conversations like this. Yeah, I highly doubt people all over the world are discussing Nightfire, <laughs> but for our purposes, it worked out all right. Well, yeah. like, why did he have the cape on and stuff? That's what like I was thinking. Like, maybe that's a reference. Why to... not wear a coat, man? 
Yeah. I don't wear a coat. You can put on a trench coat, man. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Doesn't get caught in the door of the plane. But maybe that's a reference. <laughs> maybe a trench uh, coat, but <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm thinking that's like a reference to his past with because he references uh, like the, the old school, the old school uh, actor, yeah. you know. So why is he like you know dressed that way? Maybe yeah. he's like referencing that movie as well. We'll never, we'll never know. Yeah, know. we'll never know. Yeah. Let's go around the room and we'll do our one sentence summaries. I did not make one. Um, I think it is. Um, one of the better Stephen King adaptations. Okay. Hanto, what do you got? I agree. Man, these are really short summaries. No, yeah, no, I, no, I agree. one sentence. Yeah. I was like, I've, never, I, I've actually short. never seen this before. This is my first time watching it, and I was genuinely surprised at how awesome it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, like, a, you know, a short story, mm-hmm. short movie, you know, it got right to the point. Like, it moved, this movie flew by. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good flick. I put, uh, I got two one-sentence summaries. I got, uh... Yeah, they're stupid. Oh, guys, they're bad. If they're gotta... stupid, don't say it. Wait, then don't laugh when I say it. Okay. Night flyer, more like flat tire. What? Okay. <laughs> and then the other one I got is night flyer, more like John Cryer. <laughs> See, <laughs> don't laugh at him then. I won't, I'll stop saying it when you stop that laughing. Makes sense. Exactly. So okay. I, was, no. I wasn't expecting John Cryer to be using your one sentence summary. I, I don't think he expected. <laughs> yeah, <either>. yeah. <laughs> you need to point and pay him royalties now. <laughs> No, um, this is a pretty decent flick. Yeah. Um, it's surprising. It's one yeah. of those, like, hidden under the radar type, like, movies. Like, I feel like it is, Went yeah. straight to HBO, stuff yeah. like that. This is a decent flick. I think you it's... You know what? I was thinking about this, though. I could have... You could probably cut, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes off this movie, yeah. right? Make it, like, an hour. Yeah. Um, a couple of authors have done this in the past. They've done anthology shows based off their short stories. Like, I know Ray Bradbury did it. I know Roald Dahl Stephen, did it. Stephen King had one. That'd be cool if Stephen King had one. No, he does. He did. He does. Oh, he had the he nightmares. He did. He had nightmares and dreamscapes. Yep. And yeah. it was like eight episodes long. Like yeah, but there's like, some good episodes in there. It would have been awesome to see a Stephen King like basically Tales from the Crypt like show with an hour episode. Yeah. He's got enough short kind stories like to those, do it. Yeah. yeah. And this would have been a great one in yeah. that like to do because he has enough of that are like the supernatural. You have ones that are like crime driven. You know. Yeah, he could have done like... a whole slew of Stephen King short stories yeah. as an anthology. Because there's even TV a story show. that's in that they use for the TV show. It's the one where uh, the guy gets bit by a snake, but he's alive still. No, they're yeah, about it, was, to, they're uh, about to... it was with Roger Daltrey from the. Hill. Was it really? Are you talking about the one with Steve Buscemi where they're in the? Uh... Oh no, it's it's like that. But there's a. Are like... we talking about Tales from the Crypt? I zoned out. No, there there's the one in Tales from the Crypt, but there's also like a Stephen King in Nightmares and Dreamscapes, the TV show. Yeah, where it's uh, actually the guy that plays um, the stutter in it. It's that guy. No, oh, okay. Playing the, yeah. The, the, yeah. the body. But it's oh, like really? all it's all like internal dialogue. Oh, that's kind of cool. While, oh, like, I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. Yeah, while well, the guys are about to perform like an autopsy on him, he's I just, still alive. I just think that was on a bad network. I think TNT is yeah, a yeah, bad TNT, network yeah. for TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a because I don't think people tune in for TNT for anything. Well, I mean, just because <laughs> you don't watch it doesn't mean other people don't watch it. I don't know. It. All right, what's a huge? TNT? I don't watch it, so exactly. I don't know. But that you, doesn't mean you could, just because of two people out of I know, but they billions okay, of people. But like, it would have been an HBO. Like, it'd have been a cool HBO you show. You could do HBO. The you could especially get away with it on like FX now. Yeah, like, for sure. Because they yeah. have like the American Horror Story and like you know all those other shows. That are... mm-hmm. I think the one thing the problem with his stories though is that there's no sex, and I don't, I think that's why they like HBO wouldn't do anything with it because they're like oh we can't do any sex stuff with uh yeah. stephen king's short stories no, no. boobies no, no I, I, I will boobies. TV show. King shows. <laughs> i will say i don't think this movie would have been good um if miguel ferrer wasn't in it yeah yeah, yeah. i think this movie would have bonded he's what held it yeah, so. yeah for sure but no um we'll go ahead and see you in the second part of the podcast where we do our profile breakdown 
All right, welcome back for our second part of the podcast. We're doing our profile breakdown on Stephen King movies and books. Just Stephen King, everything. Um, I know it's going to be a long one already. I know we have a lot to say about Stephen King. Yeah, I have nothing to say about Stephen I King. I doubt that. <laughs> um, let's go ahead. Let's, let's talk about some um, some good Stephen King movies. Okay. Um, what comes to mind? Mist. Mist is probably my favorite. I like Stephen that a King. lot. Um, I. I know what you're gonna say. I don't like the ending, but I do like that movie. I think it's one of the best endings. The ending was surprising to yeah. me. Yeah, and I don't want to say anything because if you haven't seen it, um, it's definitely a movie worth checking out, and it's probably one of my. It is one of my favorite endings of all time. It's a complete, also amazing. The effects aren't that great, but if you watch in black and white, I think on the DVD there's an option to watch in black and white. I heard that it's pretty yeah. good. I haven't watched it, but I heard it, it does make a difference. That's another example of a movie where the special effects aren't very good. But I'm so drawn to that story that I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the people and how crazy they become. No, exactly. Well, actually, you know, let's go ahead and do this, um, what we normally do. Um, I'll go ahead and pull up all the movies Stephen King's been attached to, and we'll, we'll break it down like that. I know he's been attached to a lot of movies. He's even uh, directed one. He actually if... did a cameo in Sons of Anarchy, which was awesome. Oh yeah, I did hear that, that was pretty cool. He, he, uh, he went by his his pen name, uh, Richard ba- Bachman. Yeah, Richard Bach- Bachman. Actually, it was just Bachman, and it was awesome. I uh, am when I do go through these movies, I am going to say though, um, he he's attached to way too many movies. Yeah, so I'm not going to go through every yeah. single one. Um, go over the ones that are like the the, yeah. the big ones. Yeah, uh, the original Carrie. Yeah, which uh, really good still holds yeah. up. Yeah. It still holds up. I think it's pretty true to the novel too and it's yeah. all because of brian De Palma's awesome camera work yeah there's some great camera work in that yeah movie. the split yeah. screen stuff mm-hmm. at the end is awesome it works yeah. so well mm. um i wouldn't say go see the the newest carry because it's boring to shit and it's, it's awful. bad yeah it's really bad that's a bummer i bet julianne moore's good in it though she's all right yeah, yeah. i mean it's like she does a good as the carrie's mom it's carrie's mom but yeah. overall it's just it's not a good movie no. Uh, next, we got the uh, TV movie Salem's Lot. That's awesome. Yeah, that still holds up, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's. I think that's especially a, with the the boy in the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. There's so some really great iconic mm-hmm. like horror images from that yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. That movie's still yeah, and it looks so good as far yeah. as like the the makeup. Yeah. On the, the yeah. Nosferatu character. Yeah. Man, for a TV movie though, that like it really hits it on the. That's a uh, Toby Hooper, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, I know it had a theatrical release though in Europe. Okay. Uh, which was like a condensed, cut down version. Okay. Which is okay, yeah. but like I could, I could have seen this as a theatrical release in America. I mean, it doesn't really feel like a TV movie. No, no, it really doesn't. I think if you watch the longer version, it does. Yeah. But yeah, you it condensed, it still works. Mm-hmm. I think it still works as a good movie. Uh, next, we have Stanley Kubrick's Shining. Yeah, I like um, this a lot. Which still holds. Yeah, up. it's a classic. Yeah, it's okay. That's a great movie. I'm not a big fan of it. I like the. I read the book, and I really, really like the book. Well, that's um, what's going to happen when you if you read the book first. Then yeah. Well, no, I, I saw the. And movie also, first. yeah, also the it's not really based on the book. That's what's kind of disappointing. I feel like this movie is. I think it's a good exercise in horror, but um, like the whole psychological. I, I feel like there's, and it's not. I don't know. I just I wasn't. A, I I gotta watch it again. I've seen this movie a ton of times, but I need to watch it again. Um. I just think this movie's kind of boring. I think it's very slow, and that yeah. book is really fast-paced and entertaining. Jack Nicholson's so good in it, though. He does. See, I think Jack Nicholson's not that good in it. I think it's one of Jack Nicholson's weaker movies. That's, Whoa. That is a dumb comment. No, because like I think Jack Nicholson has played... He plays it like already crazy. Yeah. Like he, As soon as the movie starts off, it's like he's already nuts. 
And Wait, are we talking about Shining or Anger Management? I think it's Anger Management. I think we're talking yeah, about I think, Shining, I think Anger Management's a better movie. How <laughs> about managed. that burn? Whoa. Let that one sink in for a little bit. No, I just I think he plays it like he's crazy already, and that ruins that movie. Like I kind of want to see him fall into craziness, but yeah, he's already nuts, and it's, it's not a no, big surprise agree. when he yeah. does. When he, when and he I think Stephen King actually said something similar to that. Did as well. he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we have a favorite of the Cinema Cult podcast, Creep Show. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I um, think this is the most solid Stephen King movie. It's awesome. Yeah, well, this movie is phenomenal. It's yeah, there's King's not a flaw. It. Yeah, Stephen King's the star of one of the the segments. Yep. Uh, I, I will say, it does have one flaw, and that flaw is that it produced the sequel, Creep Show Two. Oh. There's only like one good segment in that movie. Oh, the raft. Yeah, I like yeah, the, raft the raft a lot. Awesome. Yeah, raft okay. really holds up. Uh, next, we got a few shorts, and we got Cujo. Cujo is awesome. Never I've seen never it. seen it. It's like never a, read it either. A confined space. They're stuck in the car the entire time. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Christopher Walken in the Dead Zone, which still holds up. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember yeah. it being pretty legit. And it's yeah. not bad. The book is really, really good for this. And it's a pretty uh, toned down Cronenberg, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's actually kind of a toned down Stephen King one because oh, it's yeah. like it's like the first huge story of his. Yeah. That doesn't have a horror theme to it. It's almost like a it's just political conspiracy. Yeah, I mean it's supernatural, but like it's not Yeah, um, the telepathic, that's like the supernatural aspect of it. Yeah, but it's not like you know what I'm it's like not horror themed. Like yeah. all look at all the stuff before, it's very uh horror based and yeah. yeah. Mm. And we're kind of diving into his eighties movies where uh, Stephen King was pretty much a rock star. And he had a, he had multiple movies coming out a year. We got Christine. I think it's a great John Carpenter movie. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. like it's not one yeah. of his best ones, but it's, no, I think it's still it's, pretty It's good. entertaining as hell. Yeah. But we know we got to talk about this, though. We got to, all three of us got to sit in on, on a talk by John Carpenter about the making of this movie. Yes. We did. Yes. yes. Like, it was... It was that was kind of interesting. It was, uh, it was a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't seem like he likes this movie very much. No, he yeah. didn't. He didn't come across yeah. that. And we got and to see the we got to see the car at the at the, the show. Yeah, we got to see the Christine yeah. car. So at a whorehound. Yeah, yeah. We 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 uh, we tend to go to whorehound every year. Um, it's based basically like a comic con, but for horror movies. Yeah, uh, we don't dress up, but uh, we, we go should. there for the one day and we go to the panel. We go we go naked. We, go, <laughs> we don't dress up at all. Buck naked. Buck naked. <laughs> Uh, next we have Children of the Corn. I actually have not seen this movie. I've tried to watch it. It's boring. Me neither. Is it Linda it is, Hamilton as yeah. the star? It's a pretty boring movie. Yeah. Is it? I'm sure it works good as a short story. I don't think it yeah. works as a whole movie. Next we have Drew Barrymore in Firestarter. Never seen Firestarter. That's no. the Prodigy uh, music video, right? Yeah, yeah. On the Fly Assaulter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next we have Cat's Eye, which was an anthology movie. Yeah. Uh, there's some good stories in this. Um, the one I remember the most is the um, the Quitters Inc. Okay. Ah, oh, Quitters Inc's awesome. Quitters Inc's really good. Uh, basically like a smoker. Yeah, the James, James Woods. James Woods trying okay. to yeah yeah. The Ledge is really cool. This is Ledge is one of my favorite Stephen King short stories and um, executed or and it, no, it's really it's I think cool it's in the movie. Really well. Yeah, it's really good. In the I haven't movie. seen it in a while, but I think it stars the the main character from Airplane. Yeah, which is even better. <laughs> like. <laughs> Next, we have Silver Bullet, which is kind of based off of, like, it's kind of like a graphic novel <laughs> slash book slash yeah. short story. It's weird. I'll tell you what. I kind of like this movie. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, it, it's not like a, it's like one of those guilty pleasures, I guess. Yeah, it's a fun I movie. I think the werewolf think, is shit in this movie. Yeah, because he's using a baseball bat instead of his hands or his claws. And just <laughs> the way he looks, I mean, he looks terrible. Like, this, okay, you talk about effects, like, really making a movie. 
the effects in this movie are horrible. Yeah. But it's a, you don't really see it that often, really, like until the end. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you see it too often. But when you do see it, that's the thing. Though, it's a werewolf movie. You don't, yeah. You're not going to see them. And like same with Nightflyer. If you're not going to see the monster the entire movie, then when you finally reveal the monster and it looks like crap, be, your yeah. audience is going to turn against you in a heartbeat. They're yeah. like, "What the hell?" Um, no, I, I just I think I like Gary Busey in that movie. It's the reason why I like. Oh like yeah, a lot. <laughs> he's just a, the crazy uncle, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he's um, weird in that. But yeah, just overall, it's just kind of like a. Oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah. I give it. That. I think it could have been better. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, we have Stephen King's Golden Tales. I've never seen that. I've seen the case for it. Golden Girls. Golden Girls. He did. He did the entire run of the Golden Girls. Okay. I he got that. bored. Yeah. I've never seen this before. I don't yeah. think I've ever I seen this. Couldn't tell you what it's about. Wait, Golden Years, Golden Tales. I think I Golden see the. Tales. I think I see it on Netflix every once in a while. Yeah, I think that's but... where I've seen. Yeah. Um. Then he does a couple TV shows here and there, and then he has his directorial debut. I think it's the only thing he's ever directed. <laughs> Was uh, the Emilio Estevez movie Maximum Overdrive? I remember being kind of. I always saw. I've only seen this once. It was when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember being like terrified of like vending machines because there's a vending machine that kills. Oh yeah, the, the, I baseball, think, the I baseball coach think, wasn't it the about baseball the, team. Oh, does it kill a team? It like kills like all the kids on the baseball team. <laughs> Were they all just standing in the line or something? Yeah, they're all just, <laughs> and they start shooting pop cans at them, and they're like, "There's one like I remember there's a shot where the kid falls on the ground, and there's a pop can like." Like wedge and somebody. Oh really? Head. Yeah. Oh man. I thought you were more scared of the whole vending machine thing because at the same time, this is when your dad was really pushing you on calories. Yeah. And he was like, "Don't go near Dorito, <laughs> Doritos, Mountain Dew," and yeah. you're kind of like, every time you saw a vending machine, it's true. I had an addiction to soda and Doritos <laughs> since I was a kid. Those commercials really get you. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have probably one of the best Stephen King adaptions, the 1986 flick "Stand By Me." Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Which man, that is a perfect movie. Yeah, it's a classic. A Shit, movie. I take it back. This might be the best Stephen King adaptation. That might be. It probably yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Next, we have Creepshow 2. Not much to discuss. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's only one segment in this movie. And worth it's the watching. Raft. The yeah. other two are, yeah, they're bad. Uh, we have a Return to Salem's Lot. Never saw that. He Never just, seen it. Just did the characters for it. Uh, next, we have The Running Man. Yeah. Which I think we talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger in every podcast we do. Yeah, I think this might be my favorite Stephen King adaptation. Really? really? I think so. Over Stand by Me? But yeah, I think because I can watch this whenever. I think I can watch Stand by Me whenever. I, I heard the short is uh, different. It's way from, different. Yeah. yeah, the novel is different. Like it has the same concept where it's like you play the game, but it's not like you get you have to volunteer for the game instead of being like a oh yeah. okay yeah and it's more okay. like on a worldwide scale rather than like confined arenas. Okay. And so it's more like a corporate, you know, takeover. It's like, mm-hmm. a, like a post-apocalyptic. Okay. Like corporations have taken over and it's like they're in control of these games. So when you play the game, you actually win money, you know, and can provide for your family because it's like post-apocalyptic like situation okay. or whatever. But it's pretty good. Uh, next, uh, King did a couple episodes for Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, then he did the Pet Cemetery movie. When I say he did, I don't mean he was always attached yeah. to his movies, that he wrote them. They're movies based on his books. Yeah. Uh, Pet Cemetery is a pretty good flick. It still holds up. It's terrifying. There's some great parts in there. I remember being pretty good. I've always wanted to read the book. I've, I heard the book's really good, too. No, I, yeah, I want to read it, too. I heard there's stuff that's in the book that's not in the movie. Yeah. Okay, for yeah. instance, uh, here's some awesome stuff that's missing from books and movies. Okay, we talked about Christine earlier. Um, in the Christine book, the previous owner of the car, like as like as a zombie, is sitting in the back of the car and makes like just like side comments all the time. Oh, I see. Okay, and like uh, that yeah. was absent from the movie, which would have been a really really cool thing to see in the movie. And John Carpenter yeah. said that he didn't know why he didn't put that in there. But yeah, that would have been actually a nice little touch. Yeah. Except yeah. like the 
the teenager going crazy. Yeah, and yeah. In, in Pet Cemetery, the Wendigo monster. If you ever heard of the Wendigo, yeah, it's like this giant, like uh, Native American, um, like a shape belief. Or he's something? like a giant, like beast. Yeah, yeah. And like he's in the woods, and you can hear him in the book, but he's not. He's not uh, in the movie. No, that's kind of cool. So that's like a giant cool. monster that like that's never in. See, it's like it's like one of those. It's like that's uh, Stephen King's like whole universe where he has like, these little like side plots or whatever that kind yeah. of drives the story yeah. and develops yeah. them you know even more mm. but they don't use them in the movies it's because like, they, like it's almost like it doesn't work with like audiences it's more like a imagination like, yeah type no thing. i agree i agree 100%. That, that's true and I, I think you might be onto something with that i think you've been like too and much that's why i'm kind of scared about the the dark tower uh that they're going to be doing or okay. developing for for hbo i believe is because like or no no that's sorry i'm thinking of something completely different but they are developing the dark tower but there's so much shit in there yeah. Where it's like, I guarantee nobody's going to be on board. They're going to cut out a lot of shit. Oh, I can see that. It's going to be disappointing. Uh, next, we have... He did the segment for Tales from the Dark Side movie, uh, Cat from Hell. Oh, he did a, that one? Yeah, he, that, that's based on a short story. It was in a Playboy magazine. Well, uh, why, don't you tell what the back, why don't you tell the backstory of Tales from the Dark Side? Oh, Tales from the Dark Side was originally supposed to be Creepshow 3. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they decided not to go that route. And um, they decided to make it a Tales from the Dark Side movie instead, okay. which it still plays off like Creep Show with the the segments, the segments, and yeah. uh, the wraparound story and everything. What's the wraparound story in? Um, it's about um, the girl from Blondie, Deborah Harry. Yeah, she's trying to um, cook a kid. Oh, it's like a Hansel it's and a, Gretel. Yeah, it's like a young Joey Lawrence. Is it yeah. Joey Lawrence? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Uh, after that, we have Graveyard Shift, which Never I remember shit. not being very good, but it's entertaining. He has the dad from Monster Squad is the bad guy. Oh, does it really? I think so. I'll have to watch that again. See, now this one, though, uh, this short story, Graveyard Shift, which is in Night Shift, is one of my favorite, is another one of my favorite short Stephen King stories. And I think the concept is terrifying, but... Yeah, uh, I cut some stuff out from the movie. Well, they try to expand it, because it's only, like I think, a 20-page oh, okay. story. Yeah, it's, yeah to... it gets kind of tough there. Yeah. We have to... That's why I feel like Nightfly was like perfect because it was like short, sweet, and simple, you know, and just mm-hmm. like he goes from here and then it ends, you know. Yeah. There's nothing like kind of they're not like cramming it full of side plots or whatever. Next we have the miniseries It. Um, I remember this being pretty good. I have to I, watch it again. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it holds up. This is another yeah. this is on par with Salem's lot. This is terrifying. Yeah, yeah this messed me up as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the whole like was it his little brother playing by the sewer? Oh yeah, yeah. That like, used to mess yeah. me up when I was a kid. Like I yeah. would not go near any any drainage pipes or whatever. You and, know. Well, this like is like a pretty violent. Um, well, yeah, because concept for a TV movie. You yeah. Know? But uh, no, it just it really holds up. Like if they, I know they keep talking about remaking this movie. It's, I think it's in the the shelf now. And it's gonna. It, well, if they do it, it's gonna. They're gonna. Well, because uh, it, the the director of all the True Detective season one was gonna direct. Uh, the Stephen King remake, or the, oh, the, really? the It remake, with um, yeah, that movie We Are the Millers, yeah, yeah. the the kid that's in that. Yeah, he was supposed to be Pennywise the clown. Really? Yeah, and uh, apparently it got shelved because of creative differences. Really? So oh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be doing it. I'm sure eventually. Is yeah, like, maybe yeah. somewhere. Yeah, but um, yeah, Tim Curry's fucking awesome. Yeah, Tim Curry holds. Yeah, we have like 20 movies in the next five years that pop up, so I'm going to kind of skip a bunch or don't go over any like. Children of the Corn 2. No, know. no, no. But we still... I mean, like, next we got the Academy Award winning movie Misery. 
Still holds up. I've good. never seen it, and I've never read the book. Great movie, man. James Caan is really? awesome. Yeah. Kathy Bates is awesome. Awesome movie. Yeah. It's is kind it? of like I want to read the book, and mm. I'm kind of ignoring the movie too. Yeah. Like, but this is a good like. It's a good because you know it's based on an author, which is you know it's supposed to be kind of like Stephen King is the author, you know. But then you have like it's like a book within a book where like Misery is like the series that the novelist writes in the movies. And that's like why she like captures him. Okay. And because she's, like, obsessed and wants to, like, know, like, the next story, blah, blah, makes him basically write it. Yeah, it's, okay. awesome. it's a phenomenal movie. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. She deserved that Oscar. Uh, next, uh, after a couple years, we got The Lawnmower Man, which Stephen King had his name taken off the movie. Oh, this movie because, is shit. Well, because it's specifically loosely based on his it's, story. It's actually not based at all. I think it's just the name. Yeah. They just take the name so they could kind of, like, give Stephen King fans, like, oh, Lawnmower Man, but... Yeah, because I guess they bought the rights from him, then didn't use any of the story, but kept the name. That's pisses me off. It's not a very good movie. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, we have, let's see, we got The Dark Half, which I've seen parts of. That yeah. is uh, George Romero. That's that pretty decent. Timothy Hutton, yeah, I think, right? which I do like Timothy Hutton. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Knockers, which has some creepy parts in it. Um, I don't think it was good as a whole, though. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like Alien Base, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that was a... TV miniseries, yeah. I thought. TV miniseries in the early he, 90s. He ruled the TV miniseries in, uh, yeah. in the 90s. And that's basically where we're at right now with HBO shows and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah essentially, they're, they're, they're TV miniseries. Yeah, now. that's pretty much what yeah, it is. That's what I would love to see, like, his stuff adapted on That'd HBO. That'd be awesome. It would yeah. Like, I would, yeah. I would tune in every fucking week get for like a, a Stephen eight, King hour. Get, like, an eight-episode miniseries, yeah. like a true yeah. detective style. You could get, like, five seasons out of it and like easily. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Needful Things. Never saw it. That's with Ed Harris yeah. and um, Max von Sydow. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, I've never been all right, but I don't it's, think it probably holds up. Then we got, and this is probably one of my favorites in this is is great. The Stand. It's dated. There's a lot of things that are dated with yeah. it. Yeah. It's just like an epic journey, you know? Yeah. It's just, I, I think the cast is good. Um, I read somewhere in an article recently, like, they were tearing apart this miniseries. Like, the cast is horrible, blah, blah. I like the cast. I think Miguel I think Ferrer's back in this. Miguel Ferrer, yeah. man. You got yeah, Gary Sinise. You Gary got Sinise is Rob awesome. Lowe. Yeah. You got so many people. You got the guy from Coach. Yep. yep. I think this, the problem with this, though, is... Parker Lewis can't lose. Yep. <laughs> I think the problem... Uh, Sam Raimi's in it. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He gets killed by Randall Flagg when, okay. they, when they killed the judge. Yeah. Remember that when they, they, they gunned down the judge with the Uzi? Yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi's the one who does it. Oh, is he? Yeah. And then okay. John Landis is in here. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I think this is one of those things that this movie has aged horribly. I just watched it about a month yeah, ago. Yeah. I think it's the special effects and the stuff. Special yeah. effects, the special effects. They do these. They have a really Was weird. Was it the, the nuclear explosion in Vegas or something? Yeah. There's like a glow and it's like really weird. It's terrible. It's the, and they, the camera work, like the, the cameras they use, it's like this, uh, like Panavision stuff, I think. Yeah. Where it like. It's it's really strange. It looks like it's tape. Okay. It looks like it was shot on tape. Yeah. Like the whole movie. And yeah. I think that ruins it. Uh, next, we have Shawshank Redemption, which oh, people mind. argue that that's the sucks best. sucks ass. <laughs> what a crap film. Boring. Yeah, boring. God, that is a good movie, though. Yeah. That's I mean, don't, I mean if you haven't seen it, go fucking see yeah, it. Yeah, go see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we got some of the... More of the cheesier ones. We got, like, The Mangler. <laughs> Me, my brother, my sister, we used to go to my aunt and uncle's house, like, for sleepovers when we were kids, you know? And they used to, like, 
rent horror movies for us. Yeah. And this is one of the movies that it, like, fucked me up as a kid. Really? <laughs> it really this did. This movie's really it's gory. Violent. It's gory as shit, it, dude. I don't remember yeah. anything about it. <laughs> what's his name for Monk? Oh, uh, Tony Shalhoub? No, the, the, uh, the, his, the, the guy the, the guy from oh, Science of the Lambs. Science yeah, Lambs. Ted Levine. I was trying yeah, to talk Ted. in his voice. I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's the main I got nothing. <laughs> that was my was Bane it? from... <laughs> it rubs the lotion on the skin. I don't know. It's like Bane. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Bane. It's like I can't do Bane. <laughs> um, next, we got Langoliers. I tried watching it recently. I remember watching this. This is like a prime time event in the yeah. household. You know? I remember watching yep. this. I remember, I remember watching it like yep. the premiere and everything. This and stay tuned sucks. for day two yep. the next day. Yep. Man, what a cool concept though with miniseries. Like, yeah. I kind of, I miss those. I, I did, did too, too. Yeah. 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 TGIF. TG, making, <laughs> then we got we got some more Children of the Corn sequels, stuff like that. Then we have Thinner, which um, is entertaining. Yeah. We, uh, we passed over Sometimes They Come Back. I did. That was a good movie. I don't think... I, I think I've watched I wa- it. I watched it recently. Seen, it's a good movie. And, it's a TV um, movie, though. Yeah, it is another oh, TV movie. Oh, isn't that the one that kind of switches back, and it's like about the 50s? Yeah, because yeah. his brother was Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I have no, seen it. Yeah. It's, it's um, a good one. The makeup's awesome in this movie. It's a yeah. pretty terrifying makeup. Yeah. It has, uh, what's his name from Animal House? John Belushi? Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim Matheson? Yeah, Tim Matheson. Yeah, Tim yeah. Yep. Uh, we got some more. We got Nightfire. We've already talked about We got uh, The Shining remake that was made for TV. Uh, uh, I prefer this one to this, the Kubrick one. That's what I heard. I heard it's more yeah. based on the book. It is. It's yeah. good. I think they're two different movies. I like them both equally. I remember I being think it's like, see, I, I remember trying to watch it. It didn't really work for me because it, it had that whole TV Oh, yeah. to it, you know, yeah, where it's like, yeah. you know, clearly not cinematic, and it was just kind of, I don't know. I think this would have been, you know, like, once again, uh, if it was more cinematic. Like, yeah. I think what's, what's, that's what ruins a lot of it's these the, movies the is they, the quality yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next we got, he has an X-Files episode, does App Pupil. I never saw App Pupil. I never but saw I remember, it. I think, it, I think people said it was good. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of the downfall of his miniseries. He does Storm of the Century. And oh, I actually watched I like this. this one. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Actually, I think I own this one. I think it's yeah. a decent flick. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, I rented it from the library, and it was pretty legit. I was surprised. I think because this was like the first one he ever did where it was, it's not based on anything. He wrote it specifically for TV. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, really? it's, yeah, okay. it's not based on anything. I think I was in that whole, because I was reading the Dark Tower series, mm-hmm. and I was in the whole like Stephen King universe kick, and I remember, yeah. like I think they like mentioned the character... Like the main antagonist in Storm of the Century, and so like I watched it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is oh, actually okay. pretty good." Okay. Yeah, um, Green Mile. I've never seen Green Mile. Yeah, Green Mile. Yeah, pretty good. I haven't seen it. I, I think it maybe once, but I can't remember. Really? Yeah, I've always wanted to watch it. Just one of those ones. I know it's like an over three hour movie. Yeah, yeah that's the one. yeah. I hear it's totally worth it. But, but you know, you got Frank Darabont. He usually does pretty well with adapting. Yeah, Frank Darabont. Um, just to kind of cut in real quick, is like. Stephen King's go-to guy as far as if you want a good movie from Stephen King. Yeah. You got Shawshank, you got Green Mile, and you got The Mist, which are all great Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. I would almost want to argue, too, that George Romero is the other part of that, too, because he did uh, Creep Show. Dark Half, Creep Show, yeah. and uh, Cat from Hell, storyline okay. from Dark Side. Okay. Well, actually, even Mick Garris. Mick Garris is another one that's like a go-to. But who's Mick Garris? Mick Garris did a lot of the miniseries. He did oh, The did Stand, he? The Shining. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he did Rose Red. Yeah. Yeah, Rose Red was that good? I can't remember. I, Rose Red was okay. Rose Red was the one with um, oh I can't remember her name. She was on that show Becker. Oh, uh, yeah, I think. Um, oh yeah, it, yeah. That uh, I can't. Nancy something. Nancy yeah. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was another one. I think that was, I think was just based off of uh, just him writing it for TV. Yeah, I think so. That um, was a huge event. Yeah, that was a big one. 
That was in 2002. Then we got some more sequels. We got some TV movies that are remakes. Uh, then we got Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is not a very good movie. <laughs> it's not no. good. But man, it is entertaining as hell. I saw it in theaters. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, everyone's laughing. It's entertaining. It is. <laughs> there really? yeah, it there's a lot of people laughing. <laughs> yes. I heard Stephen King doesn't like this book at all either. Like, I heard it's kind of a weird premise. It is. It is. Bizarre. I don't know. And then you got Morgan Freeman as this cowboy general. Whatever. Oh, man. This yeah. sounds good. Then we got Secret Window in 2004. I like Secret Window. I remember it the first time. And then. Yeah. Uh, revisited it. It wasn't that good. It's okay. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's like you amazing. Stole my yeah, it's you a, stole my yeah. Star Wars. I think it's one of those. Just like the ending was. Yeah, they've done it so many times. You know. And... Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, then we got a Salem's Lot remake with Rob Lowe. We got Kingdom Hospital, which was based off of a I think British that's Andrew McCarthy. I think Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, Andrew yeah. McCarthy was in that. That was based off of a British. Uh, yeah. TV show. Yeah. yeah. Um. Some more made-for-TV stuff. It kind of dies down here with the Stephen King stuff for a while. Yeah, you kind of, yeah. Um, then we get kind of a, a palate cleanser, if you will, with 1408. Yeah. Um, with John Cusack. We were about to do it for the We were going to do it for this podcast, but I kind of we kind of talked about it, and it, it might have been too good to talk about. Yeah, because like, I remember when I watched it, it was, it was pretty decent. Yeah, it's a pretty good flick. It's And I remember it was pretty big at the box office as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got The Mist, which Excellent we've already movie. discussed. Yep. Then we go into some more remakes here and there, et cetera, et cetera. I know coming up here, we got a lot of remakes coming up. I know we got It coming up. We already kind of talked about that. What else do we have coming up here? The Stand. Yeah, they're going to remake The Stand. I heard Ben Affleck was attached to that. For I was just going to say that. At one point he was. I don't know if he still is. Which that was, I think was going to be an HBO thing. Okay. Yeah. Then we have uh, The Cell, which is bringing John Cusack and I, Sam Jackson back. Not uh, a fan favorite as far as books go, but I actually enjoyed the book quite a lot. Really? Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty excited about the book. No, it's, the movie. It? it's a signal that turns people into zombies, right? Yeah, pretty Through much. Cell phones yeah, and and it's like, like the there's like basically a montage when all shit just goes crazy. Really? Yeah, because you know it's like a digital age. Yeah. So everyone's on their cell phone, so all at the same time, everyone gets infected and just like. Gets bad shit. Cool, cool. You know, and that's the thing. I'm a big fan of John Cusack. Yeah. And I think you put him in it. And he needs a hit. I'll tell you, you put I him in anything and I'll watch it. I think uh, Toby Jones is also. Or no, I think Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And then possibly Toby Jones are also oh, really? set to star in oh, cell cool. alongside okay, John cool, Cusack. Cool. Um, and then next, I, I forgot about this. Um, 11 it's yeah. based on the book about... I, need, um, I, need, I heard it's excellent. I need to check it out. Yeah, it's about a guy who goes back in time to jo- stop the JFK assassination. Yeah. And it's going to be a show made for Hulu. Is it really? It's a oh, really? series. And then James Franco is the main character. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so, cool. Holy yeah. shit. So I'm interested in seeing that. Oh, there you go. And then uh, we got Strawberry Spring coming up and Dark Tower. Dark Tower, I'm like... It's one of those things I'm like really hesitant because the book means a lot to me, like the series. Yeah. So I guess we'll. I hope it's awesome. Yeah. Because that series is epic as shit, and it ties all of the universes together, like the whole characters. Stephen Kings. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. all the characters that you see in all these books and movies, mm-hmm. they're all like they appear at some point or referenced in the, the series. Okay. And it's awesome. Well, I know the people that are in the Dark Tower. They're like passionate about it. Yeah. It's not, I hope so. Yeah. Now let's talk about why we kind of said something about it briefly. Why don't Stephen King stories adapt? well into movies and if they do adapt well is it because they're short stories or if they're novels like what's the whole deal with them i think when you read his stories he has like this this style of writing where he 
references a lot of events that you don't ever like come back to. Yeah. So it's hard, and they like tie into the plot of the story. So it's kind of hard for that to translate into a movie. Yeah, and I think and, it's kind of like we said earlier about man, there's just so much damn detail. Yeah, yeah, it's and, very, very detail oriented. Yeah, and that's the thing, like you were just saying too, is like you can get away with putting random stuff in stories and not come back to it later, but then that's what kind of makes the book even better. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think uh, the biggest problem with Stephen King adaptations is that Stephen King stories are made out of two concepts: it's characters and story. And what movies tend to do when they try to adapt is that instead of adapting the characters, they just adapt the plot. This is one of the reasons I hate the. Sh- I'm not a big fan. Of- I don't hate it, but um, <laughs> liar. I take it back. Liar. I'm not a big fan of the shiny. Liar. To blade. To block. Um, no, I. This is why I'm not a big fan of the Shining, the Jack Nicholson one, because it's the, the adaptation of the plot as opposed to the adaptation of the characters and story. And a lot of the ones that do fail have that same kind of skeleton structure to them. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of one, some of the ones we've talked about. We talked about all of them. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, we we've talked about everything. all of them. But um, I think that's why they do better as TV adaptations, because there's longer uh, time spans in there where they can talk about mm. the characters that are forming the story. As well, that's why, to... yeah. I mean, and, I mean, even though The Stand was like a 1,000-page novel... Like, when you break it out in over a six-hour miniseries, it's going to be told a lot better than an hour-and-a-half, two-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. I think if you do, like, the episodic, like, you know, 40-minute, 50-minute episodes, yeah. you could tell a better story. No, that's why that's why a lot of people, like, today are, like, talking about how awesome it is to be in TV shows rather than, like, yeah. than movies. Yeah. Because, you know, you can develop a character way better than in, a, movie, in a two-hour yeah. period. Which is so weird to say, because I remember back in the day, man, like, when... If you saw like a big actor go do TV, you're like, oh man, oh, that man, guy's hurting. He really yeah. is that paycheck, yeah. you yeah. know? Like, but now it's like total vice versa. The, the stories and... are better, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you better. why, because I just uh, watched the last episode of the Fargo season one. Yeah. And like Billy Bob Thorne kills it. And it's like weird to see him in like a TV miniseries. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. What's um, favorite Stephen King books? Does anybody have any? Uh, like I said, Dark Tower, uh, specifically The Wastelands, which is book three. Okay. All right. What about you, Matt? Uh, I would have to say... I know you're, you're thinking about naming off like eight of them, and I want to too. No, I would pick. say The Shining. I think The Shining's Shining? my favorite. Okay. Because that's the one that, like, I read a couple of Stephen King stuff before I read The Shining. Yeah. Um, before I, like, kind of got into reading uh, really hardcore. And The Shining really took me off of Stephen King, where I was like, man, this is a, a good story. It's a good book. That's legit. Yeah. I'd probably say Night Shift. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I find myself coming back to that book is more it, um, Is that... Short stories. Is there a specific cl- or story in that collection, or? Um, yeah, either. Um, um, I'd probably say the Boogeyman. Boogeyman, Boogeyman is a creepy what's, story. Uh, I think you maybe told me about that. What is it? What's it's, it? A, it's about this guy who um, it's, goes to a psychiatrist, and uh, it's like this, his first visit and everything, and he pretty much explains to him. I don't want to give anything away, but it's That's about fine. a Boogeyman. Yeah. And it's only like, but it's, it's all like, it's all from the perspective of like the session, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And it is. I'll have to check it out. That sounds awesome. Man. It is yeah. so good. I remember yeah. hearing the audio. I've never read it, but I've heard the uh, audio adaptation of it with um, John Glover. Oh, really? From, Who's John Glover. From the Smallville series? Yeah, or I guess from he might Gr- be. Gremlins 2? Yeah, from Gremlins 2. <laughs> Who's he in Gremlins uh, 2? He's the guy who owns the. Um, 
He's the Riddler from Batman Animated Series. Okay. Oh, he reads it? Yeah, he reads it. I remember that. Wait, like, wait. Even more importantly, he's in Gremlins too. Yeah, he's the guy who owns the, the building. Does he fall in love with the female? No. Wait, oh, no, wait. He's the oh, guy I who... thought you meant Riddler from the old Batman show. That confused oh, the hell out of me. Oh, no, no, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Okay. Um, from uh, Scrooge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Does it, I thought he falls in love with the female. No, it's the other guy. It's... Um, Oh yeah! You, oh, it's yeah. the guy who does the voice. It's from the guy from Loverboy. Explorers. Wait, Loverboy. And Inner Space. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Like the helicopter pilot. No, the guy from no. The guy from Inner Space. Oh, the cowboy <laughs> from Inner Space. Yeah, do you remember the the uh, the bad scene? Like the bad guy? No, do you remember Explorers? Yeah. Okay, the guy who does the voice for the alien, the main alien. In the oh, movie. is it the dad or the? I don't know, man. We're getting so <laughs> lost. So up. many kids. Wait, have you seen Inner Look Space? Look him up. Have yeah. you seen Inner Space? Yeah. Remember the cowboy? I vaguely, he's he's not the anti inner space, is he? Or? No, no, that's the that, no. I, I don't even know. No, you're keeping all this in, man. <laughs> I gotta keep this. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Hold on, we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait while Hanta looks. You this hear up. me typing? Enhance. 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 The cowboy from inner space. <laughs> Please leave this all in. This is awesome. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Short? Just look up. Uh, yeah, it probably should have oh, said Cowboy. Is it him? I don't know. Click on him. Uh, no, it's Robert Ri- Oh, Robert Picardo. Robert yeah. Picardo. It's the Cowboy from Inner Space. Oh, <laughs> so he's the one, one he falls in love with? I haven't seen Gremlins Yeah, he's the one who falls in love with the Gremlin girl. Okay. Gremlins too. Whew, man, that was, a, that was like 20 minutes of podcast right there. <laughs> we'll just speed that part up. <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to just me going, the cowboy from inner space. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, the cowboy from inner space. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? We pretty much covered everything about Stephen King. Did anybody want to say anything else on it? Um, That's all I have, I think. We covered like every single movie he's ever done. Yeah. I enjoy so. his writing. No, I know we're all big fans of Stephen King. I know... Did we, did we go over everybody's favorite movie? I know we kind of... I would probably say... I don't want to say Creepshow, man. Oh, I said Running Man. Oh, yeah, you did say Running Man. That's right. Man, I got a tie. It's like uh, Creepshow. That, see, you're, I know you're going to name nine oh, things off, man. It, it sucks <laughs> to pick one. It's like, what's your favorite kid? Out of your three kids, what's your favorite? You don't have favorite? kids. You don't understand but If that. I had it, that would be a really hard choice. <laughs> oh, if you're to bring it up, did you guys see the uh, Salem's Lot remake? Yeah, the one with Rob Lowe? Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, I, see it. I thought it was pretty pretty good. I heard it was legit. pretty weak. It was like, I don't know. It's way, okay. it's way different than the 70s uh, Salem's Law. That's something I thought that, okay, I, I read the Salem's Law, like the book. I think the miniseries does better than the book because in the book, he's just a uh, Barlow, the vampire in it. It's just a normal guy. Yeah. And like he has like, um, he talks and stuff like that and... He but talks? He talks. He uses but in the words movie, to communicate? What? In the movie, he doesn't talk at all. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a, he like looks, a Nosferatu looking And vampire. he looks terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't look like that in the book. He's a uh, record nah. power in the miniseries. Like the re- yeah, yeah, no, that's what he... And then, and then, then the one when they readapted it, yeah. they got rid of all the scary stuff from yeah. the original miniseries. And, um, yeah, characters die and stuff. And yeah, and they, they they just kept it a normal guy, which I thought the original miniseries from the seventies really seventies uh, is way better. But I remember enjoying the I'll remake a little bit. I'll tell you one that we didn't really talk about was that Rose Red though. Yeah, Rose Red's a pretty decent one. I, remember, I can't like, remember pan- too much. It's about it. like a haunted house. I thought it was like a paranormal team that goes to a haunted house. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's something like that. I yeah. can't remember it. But I'm I thinking being... scary movie too. That's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about Wayne's movies, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
Now, I remember it being pretty creepy. There's some scary images in uh, Rose Red. No, 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 for There's sure. There's some scary moving pictures in them. <laughs> Rose Red. Scary with audio. <laughs> Fast photography. With only digital. <laughs> uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our Stephen King conversation. What's your last question? I got one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try something new to end podcasts off with. I always notice it kind of ends off with, like, is that it? Is that it? So I was thinking, why don't we end off the podcast with a little question that I'll call, I don't know, what have you watched this week? And we'll just kind of talk about things we watched this oh, week. Oh, that's kind of cool. Something Ooh. to kind of end it off. Oh, okay. So, uh, Hanta, what did you watch this week? Nightflyer. <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> Nightflyer. See, what else I watched? As Above, So Below and Raw Deal. We, we did a lot of podcasts this week. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. I got to go back. I watched a lot of stuff this we week. We watched a couple. Me and Matt watched a couple together. We watched um, Equalizer with Denzel Washington. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Pretty decent. Yeah, we watch yeah. that you know by accident on one of the cable stations. And yeah, uh, he has uh, he has OCD in that movie. Yeah, he doesn't use a gun at all. I didn't the, notice except that for the gun. nail gun. I didn't notice and the that, whole gun thing. That says he has OCD. No, he has OCD. No, no. If you watch it, he's... he he says like fourteen seconds and then closes the door oh, two right? times, really, yeah, three times. Yeah. I didn't notice mm-hmm. that. Like he always has to like do something particular before yeah. he like. I, I was impressed. I enjoyed it. We also watched uh, we watched Predator. Yeah, Predator's awesome. Bring him Schwartz me Schwarzenegger over. again. Bring me over, man. Uh, we were, but then um, we didn't. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I wasn't there. Well, it was I, okay. I sat down to watch it with my girlfriend, and oh, she's never it? seen it. Yeah, she's like, I want to watch Predator. I've never cool. seen it. I was like, cool, let's watch it. And then Chris was like, I was like, I was supposed to go out to a bar to meet some buddies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you want to go? I was like, <laughs> they're just sitting on the couch. He's like, oh, is this seat taken? Just sits between Matt and that's, the That's what it was. Like, he <laughs> was know, like, I was going to the bar. He's like, I'm going out. I was like, all right, fine. I'll just put this on in the background. And they put it on and you didn't go. say. I sat down. I texted my buddy. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it out tonight. Yeah, and I watched the entire Predator. What's wrong in that? I just <laughs> watched Predator tonight. Just Predator. <laughs> now, I've been watching uh, Boardwalk Empire and then I think... I think that's it as yeah. far as any recommendations from anybody. Uh, well, no, for real this time. For I've actually real. just been watching X Files a lot. That's a good. To oh, get okay. prepared yeah. for like the new uh, miniseries that's coming up yeah. in January, I believe. And then I've also started watching a Comedy Central show review, which is very funny. Is it oh good? yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> I did watch um, Top Five, which I know I was telling you guys that Chris Rock movie. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, pretty damn good. It's, okay, it, as a whole, it was decent, but there's some really great scenes. Yeah, you showed us one clip. It was I showed you amazing. a clip. I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody, <laughs> but uh, check it out. It's recommended. And special if, cameo from a rapper. From, it's, it's a, a great <laughs> cameo. You've been uh, watching a lot of How I Met, how your, I met mother. your Mother. Yeah. Good series. Good series. Yeah. The last season was not great. No, it's not. Yeah. And I, I think at this point, I feel I've watched it all the way through, but now I'm doing it again. I don't know why. And I'm just kind of like, well, like what this I'm, has been my life. It's been like How I Met Your Mother lately. And yeah, <laughs> I've been watching you. I'll come down and I'll just watch Chris watch How I Met Your Mother, and he doesn't laugh at anything. Yeah, I do. Like, I mean, it's hard. I don't to, have to laugh out loud. Like yeah. that show is like, I'm not gonna lie to you. That it's entertaining, but that show is like shit for jokes. It's not funny at all. Okay. But um, no, it's so I gotta, funny. I gotta ask you, like, <laughs> why do you, why do you guys, why, you guys both watch it? Why do you guys yeah. like that show? I, I think it's, I think it's, it's cleverly written. Because something that might happen in one episode, they'll call back like four seasons from now. Yeah. Okay. And like the slap bet or yeah, like sl- slaps yeah. giving or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they always have like these really clever things. And sometimes it is like laugh out loud funny. Sometimes the jokes do fall flat. But I think I like the characters and I like yeah. the stories I come up with. Yeah. And I, I think Barney's phenomenal. Yeah, he's yeah. he steals the show for he, sure. He definitely does. I'm not like typically into sitcoms and laugh tracks, but it's a show. Yeah, that for it, me. it works. Yeah. So, well, that'll wrap up this week's podcast on Stephen King. Uh, Join us next week as we continue 
our horror scare fest. Next week, our genre is Destination Terror, and the movie we picked is the 1988 flick Sleepaway Camp 2. This is Hanto's pick. Bar. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have no idea what to expect from this, because me and Matt haven't seen it. Hanto, you haven't seen it in a while, right? Uh, probably 8th grade middle school. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, okay. but I just remember it being the grossest movie I've ever seen. I am not anticipating <laughs> this. All right, so join us next week when we uh, talk about Sleepaway Camp 2. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. We'll see you next time. Yeah. That he kills. And actually, they don't answer that. Why is it only old people? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what if they were around when he was around? I don't know. Anyway... Man, it's too much to think about. I feel like there's a backstory here that we're not hearing. Let's read the story. That's what I'm saying right now. I couldn't get the PDF to read the story, so... We'll, we'll like eventually ones... do a podcast just on the, the short story itself. I'm Bonus like, episode? Bonus. Boner episode. Bo- no, I'm cutting that out. No, 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 no. <laughs>